up, bitches! <laughs> That's exactly what I do, is I just start it and... Like now. Exactly. <laughs> so you caught that. I, uh, I, I very re- I've actually gotten, not a complaint, I guess bad feedback, which I'm fine with, because I know I'm not great at this. Right. Um, but uh, they were like, you got to... And this is kind of part of... This is part of my problem. Right. This is what the guests love, but this is what listeners fucking hate. Right. Is the guy was just like, hey, man, I, I love the podcast. Can you please introduce your guest early on? Like I'll be, I mean, I'll be twenty minutes in. And I'm like, oh fuck! By the way, Tony's here. No, I'm just because we just start. But it's going. so nonchalant. That's the whole point of it. I think that's I know, what's but so the cool listeners just like, who the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I did write it down in the post. So. I think I got his name when he walked in. I'm not yeah. quite sure what it is. So um, Skip Streeter's here. There. Hello. So for anyone that is 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 not a fan of that, I'm super sorry. I don't do it on purpose. I know I should do it the other way. We should do a lot of things in life. Yeah, that I don't do. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So, hey, it, it is, is what, what it is, is, man. So we uh, recently found out we've actually been friends like 20 years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, through people. Yeah, through, through people. Through, uh, through other artists, through Eileen Dorsey's brother. Yeah. So yeah. Who, is a, who is a painter in Cleveland, Jeff Dorsey, who is a got a Not a painter mine. in Cleveland. What's that? He's not a painter anywhere. He's, he's a problem somewhere. <laughs> he's been a problem since the day <laughs> I met him. God love him. <laughs> Um, yeah, but fun. yeah, I, well, you look familiar and I know I've been, you know, I worked at Noble Beast, so I know I probably poured you a thousand beers. Yeah. Well, a couple hundred for sure. <laughs> that was my place, man. That was my place after like when I, when I started working in downtown, I started going to Masthead and nothing against Masthead. I, I like their food. I think they got some good beers, but when I turned that corner and someone's like, there's another one over here. I was like, that's mine. I waited for Noble Beast to open. I couldn't wait for Noble Beast to open because Sean had been at Platform and it was, and, and I remember seeing it in, it was probably Scene Magazine. It was like, and it was on, on my phone. It was you know, a- Noble Beast, you know, down the street. And my art studio is three minutes from yes, there. Yes, it is. Yeah. So the, the, the funny thing about that, about Noble Beast, and I think I mentioned this to Sean too, is that. I truly, I don't know what, obviously, what the year-over-year finance numbers are. Right. But in my mind, when I first started going there, it's kind of, it's not really in, like, a high-traffic area. But if I go there versus, you know, four years ago or whatever, when I first went there, or five years, I don't really know how long ago things have been. Five. Um, But then um, versus, like, if you and I went, well, you were just there. Yeah. I bet you there's people there. Like, that is a place that everyone. Always. Everybody left there and told other people that you need to go there. Everything. Everything is done well. He's 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 good at his craft. I mean, and the staff, everything, the food. I can't get enough of it. And it, they, like you said, it, it's sometimes it's a problem because I can go and sit there and. Oh, I could belly up for hours there, man. Well, and that's I can't sit there and drink Evil Motives anymore because I'll have four, and then I'll have to drive with one eye open. We used to have to. Do, that was like our thing in the summertime. Not <sighs> drinking and driving. Like, no, well, <laughs> that, that wasn't the thing. It was more like a. Uh, because I used to work there, so I'd go there, have an evil motives, have an evil motives, have an evil motives, have an evil motives, eat, have an evil motives. Yeah. I'm like, it's okay. That burger help, and I'd stand up and I'd text my wife like, I'm going to need a ride. Come pick me up, And then she's please. like, I'm actually on my way to come party with you, so we're <laughs> going to need a ride. <laughs> I'm going to have seven more. But that was our thing. you know. Loved like it. Once we went there, we kept going there, 
everything I've never had. I've never had a bad meal there. The yep. burger, the chicken sandwich, the wings, the pretzel, the corn dog, the veggie sandwich is one of the best things I've ever eaten. Period. Yeah, who would have thought a veggie sandwich? It's one of my favorite sandwiches in the city. And the and the uh, aioli on the side. It's I amazing. Mean, well, I, I know. The, well, I don't know it now, but I mean, it's like I I knew the menu like the back of my hand because I worked there for three yeah. years, so it was great. I mean, James is a great cook. He's a great chef. I mean, comes from a fancy background of, of food. I mean, yeah, I I love it there, and I can't get enough of it. That's my buddy that lives in Monroe Falls. Uh, he just texted me Saturday. He's like, "Hey man, we went to Noble Beast." I was like, "What do you think?" He's like, "You're right." Yeah. He's like, "People say things all the time. You should go there. It's great." And usually I'm just like, whatever. I went. But he's like, you were right. The beer was great. The food was great. The atmosphere was great. The people are cool. And it wasn't like breaking the bank either. No. He's like, well, the only reason that my bill was so high is because I drank and ate so much. Well, and that's the thing. is like I left there and I had already ordered the Russian stout because yeah. they had done the candle dip. And so, of course, I texted Chelsea, who's a bartender there. I was like, yes, they have one of those for me. Came in, forgot about it, grabbed two crowlers, had a sandwich. You know, what is this big feel? And as a feelings. classy guest, you brought beer, and you brought and now beer. Am I, am I number eight? Because it's I, around there. It's not much. I know because I was listening. Sean, Sean brought beer. Um, Lindsay brought wine. Lindsay, yeah, like each time. I only <laughs> count her as one though because yeah. she's been on three times and she brought wine every time. <laughs> the first time she brought wine, we were done with it about four minutes and we just crushed it. Well, who is so your your buddy that was on with? And I think it was the second time. He was hilarious, talking about how he wanted to go in there naked. Ken. 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 On, on Molly. Ken has, he <laughs> might have done that. Uh, Ken has uh, Ken has turned into a guy that, he's been on here probably 11 times. Um, he's just, he's my go-to podcasting life partner. Like, he's just. Nothing a, wrong with that. He is just a guy that I can just call and be like, hey man, you want to do an episode today? You want to sit down? I had a cancellation. And he'll funnily be like, I hate that I'm always available. And he I would shows be. up, and we just have fun. That's just all we do. It's, and he, uh, I had the live show on Friday. How was that? It was fucking awesome. Yeah? I mean, the, whole, is awesome. the whole thing was a fucking mess going up to the show. Because sure. everything, like, I was selling tickets, great, great platform Funk and Chip clothes. It was at Funk and Chip originally. Oh. Yeah. I had, like, 45, 50 tickets sold. Of course it closed right And I'm just, this. like, working. You know, yeah. I don't know what's going on. No. And, uh. I get a call from um, a bunch of people. Yeah, they're like, "Where's the show going to be?" I'm like, "Funkin' Ship, you fucking yeah, idiot!" You, it's on the it's on the. How many event times do I have to tell you? No, and then someone's <laughs> my wife sent me a screenshot of the C Magazine article, and I texted my contact at Funkin' Ship, this dude named Bart, he's an awesome guy, and uh, had I taken thirty seconds to read the argument, uh, the 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 article, I probably could have known that Bart didn't have a job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Did so he I, text you back? Yeah, he texted me back like four minutes later. Feel bad he, for those, those he's people. a good dude. He he already got a spot. Of course. He um but he uh that's what's great about Cleveland because yeah. you can it's such a close niche for he was hospitality too. two weeks. Really? And he got picked up at Book House, another yeah. great, great, great Love place. It. Love it over there too. But yeah, yeah. So I was just like I was like, Hey look, he's like, I don't know, man. I I, I lost my job. We basically all just got laid off. Like no one knows what's yeah. happening. We just show up for a memo clothes. that was on the front of the door. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was it. So I was like, Okay. Um I didn't want to be like, well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know? So did you call Alex? Or no, who? Alex called me. Nice. Like I didn't. I don't. I'm not even sure. I think he might have emailed me before I even knew what was going on. Nice. He emailed me as like, hey man, I saw what happened. Let me offer jukebox, and I was like, 
this is why I love a bunch of people that my friend Laura was like, I can get you in at Grog Shop. And then everyone was reaching out. I actually had Good a people, Southern man. Tier reach out to me. It's awesome. There's great, awesome, Good people. just awesome people. And I was like, you know what? Alex, forget that Alex was the first to, to reach out. He's also a past guest and just such a good guy. Yeah. And honestly, I think Jukebox is top five best bars in the city. Yeah. It's just, it's one of the first places I went to when I came up here. Yeah. And I've loved it ever since. It's such a great place. It has an underrated patio. Well, no one knows which is about where it we either. We did it. Yeah. We did it on the patio. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, the over, over the uh, cover. He's got a cover. Yeah. He's got a heater. We got 60, 65 people in there because I got capped it tickets which sucks That's it was cool because i was sold out like three weeks before the show congrats but yeah. yeah yeah i love jukebox too alex is a good uh tony smith and his wife caitlin he's the uh head chef there she's a bartender there they actually just had a baby and uh yeah. so he actually tony worked with me for a hot minute at noble for a while became good friends with him i mean it's like it's like full cir- circle like you and me Full, full circle. Like it got weird when you got here and we started talking. It got weird <laughs> that we know. I was like, 10 did we people. date? Did we <laughs> yeah. date? Like we dated I'm for a little you, bit. I'm telling you, man. I, I went to John Carroll, but I didn't go to John Carroll. <laughs> so for anyone, I just so everyone knows, like, but you've been here probably about thirty minutes already yeah. prior to, to, to recording, and it was just a very slow, like, discovery that he and I have actually been passing each other at bars for the last like 20, 25 years. So maybe Carroll. You named four people that I texted today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that I've that I've heard from today. That I've I mean, I've known and I've known them years. since since John Carroll, which yeah. is which. And, and you, you named three people I lived with. <laughs> yeah, that I still talk to every day too. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, that that was that that was that's Mikey just... Wheeler called me like two in the morning <laughs> Saturday night on Facetime. I'm like, dude, I'm not answering. This on call. Facetime, yeah, that's such a doing? Wheeler family thing. To do. <laughs> God, I can't wait for him to listen to this too. It's gonna be bro, great. Bro, bro, <laughs> bro, bro. I just want to tell you, bro. I love you. I love I you, man. I don't know if you are know you gonna this. come to me to Vegas? Are you coming to Vegas? Are you coming to Vegas? No, dude, I'm not coming. I, to Vegas. Man, I remember when Mikey first lived with me when we were living in Akron. It's still one of my funniest. I, it's my favorite story about him. Well, one of the other one I can't tell. Yeah, right. But we had a lot. There's so many. I know. But uh, he and I are out, and we knew each other not super well, right. but we did know each other, and I've always liked him and thought right. he was funny. So we're like, let's just break the ice. Let's go out. Let's really just yeah. Let's get let's get dangerously drunk. Yeah. Let's just really see where where let's this brown goes. out for a little bit and see what happens. Fifteen minutes in, we were having a great time, and then he got really, really, really drunk, and then he starts. Mikey's also, and this is why he's so good at his job too. He's so social that he just walks up to people and sort of starts talking to them. Oh, I do a, I do a Wheeler voice the, great. The best thing about him, too, is that he'll start talking to you, and he will tell you 70% of what he says after a certain point is a complete lie. And this is back in the day when oh, we were younger. for so. sure. Oh, he, he he's up. a very good white liar. Oh, and, and he <laughs> says it with such confidence, even smashed. I'm just, I look at people like, is that true? And he walked up to somebody, I don't know, this guy was wearing like a wrestling shirt, and uh, they start talking wrestling, and the guy looks at Mikey, who's... I mean, he is faced drunk, <laughs> gone, and he and he looks at Mikey. He's like, "Did you wrestle?" And he's like, "Didn't skip a beat." He's like, three times state champ." <laughs> and I look over at his buddy, and I'm like, "Is that true?" And he's like, "No, no." But he knows what to say. And now I'm just sitting here like, "Wow, I hope they don't challenge each yeah. other." <laughs> okay, so uh, we had, an, I think it was Ed's, it was Ed's golf outing last summer, and um, he came out. He came in from DC, and it was it was me and Trent, and all those Ed's kids. Uh, Mahalco and a bunch of meats. Fuck. And that is so, a lot of sausage, man. I know. It was, it was, just it was, it was enough. And dudes. you know what? I, hanging out with them long enough, it's, it's nice to, to, to just kind of blend in and just kind of let them do their thing. You kind of sit back and 
Mike, Mike's wearing these glasses, and I'm like, hey, bro, did you just come from the future? Because uh, you're uh, you're looking like the Terminator now, like right now with these big, big glasses. And, of course, he, like, gets all upset, and he's like, Streeter, Streeter, who do you think you are, man? Who do you think you are? That is Got it all good. Streeter, yeah. Streeter. And then pause. Who, who do you think you are? Like, yeah. I'm making fun of you. Because I've known you long enough. They're like Italian adjacent. It's fucking really <laughs> weird. All of them. The, well, Kevin's not like that. But no, the, no. The, they're all they're all the same and then very, very unique. Yes. But they yes. all have one quality in mind that when they get super drunk, they're hilarious. I, I and I love I love I haven't seen I haven't seen Dorsey in a very very long time. But I mean he's he's doing his thing in Chicago, Indiana, as he likes to call it. Um, but he yeah, might man. think that Chicago's in Indiana. <laughs> I mean, he did go to John Carroll for us. Uh, he wanted to be a social studies teacher. I was like, "You're not. You're not going to do that. What, what are you doing? Why are you waste, Why are you wasting money going to John Carroll? Like a lot of people at John Carroll. Like that was the great thing about me going there and kind of just like blending in because you would see these people. I have probably three or four people friends that went to John Carroll for uh, to be uh, what are they? Uh, psychiatrist or um, who knows something that like I look at them like, are you? Something they shouldn't do. You can do that. I know a bunch of people that that went there to do these important jobs, and turns out they were all just drug dealers. (laughs) And went to raves, sold ecstasy. That was my yeah, no shit. Sold ecstasy. Fuck. (laughs) The uh, the the first thing that I learned at John Carroll, and probably the only thing, was how sophisticated some of this the the drug trade, if you want to call it, was. I this kid in my uh. Like, people get, like, care packages from their family. This kid was getting, like, drugs sent to him through the mail. And even I, at 18, was at like, Carol? a terrible idea. At Carol? Yes. So they, they would, like, hot, they're like, it was, like, really potent weed. So they would put it in, like, obviously a lot of bags, wrap it up. And then what they would do is they would get a jiff and almost hollow out the peanut butter, shove it in. Oh, yeah. Put peanut butter on top of it, screw it back on, wrap it in foil. And I'm just like, uh, and he's he's opening this, and I'm just sitting here watching him pull out I don't know, 10 grand worth of different types of drugs. And he's like, I get this from this guy. Get this from this guy. Get this. And I'm like, what are you going to school for? He's like, I'm going to be a dentist. <laughs> the fuck? You oh my be God. Oh, was no, he real? it's not. It, oh, it wasn't know. a real. De- okay. No, cause, it's not Cause not. I know there was a kid that went there that actually ended up being a dentist and was like that. So I'm curious. There are we won't people, say yeah, names, but there are, there are people. I yeah. Will, yeah. There, there are, there are people there that have jobs that if, I feel like, well, again, this was before the internet, thank God. Right. Because none of them, fuck, them fuckers are employable no, no. if they're coming up now with, you know, Instagram and Twitter. Oh, I'm so glad that they, well, there was a few stories. Like, there there was a kid that lived on campus. So, so I hung out in the Miller campus building, which was awesome. This is fucking hilarious, man. You lived there, didn't you? No, but I was. I, Did I know that? Like, there was only five. I didn't yeah. that big of a school. <laughs> that, I know that. Well, yeah. that's true. I think too. I was in Murphy Hall. Murphy, yeah, of yeah. course. God, yeah. I went there. Let's just say I went there. That's fine. <laughs> I, I got my degree <laughs> in art. Um, I don't even know if this is true. I don't know if you just like went a deep dive in my like. Oh my media god, no, for sure. You, you you can get on that text chain and, and tell everybody <laughs> Skip says hi. They'll all tell tell me to fuck off. Um, but there was a kid who sold acid. I at, went to Carroll, and he ate too much acid one night and wigged out. And I mean, like, woke up. Didn't even wake up. He didn't go to sleep and, like, thought he was God and told himself he was God. They had to be rushed to the hospital, eat charcoal to get sober. Like, Ooh, fuck, did a whole, I might actually, like, this oh. is a wildly familiar story. 
Oh, you know this story, I'm don't sure. you? I'm sure. I probably know the kid. I'm not going to say his name, but I'll tell you off air. I can't believe that anyone... I, there are so many... Like, even someone just... I just know people that are living in large houses and, and have several children. And, oh, and what they used to do. Oh, yeah. It's like, you used to do that, and you, you have kids now? Yeah. Three? You have multiple kids. <laughs> children <laughs> rely on you for love yeah, and support. Right. It's fucking weird. They're going to have to be re- relying on you. Well, I can't speak to that. I'm, 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 I was, I, I'm no pillar of the community. <laughs> oh, no. You know? No, I mean... Hey, listen. And I'm not, not donating do- money. That's why I do shit like this. Well, no, but that's the thing is like, I mean, we've I think we've all been through that. I mean, like you said, you know, your good friend, our good friend, Tony Coast. I mean, like addiction's a real thing. I mean, not to bring it down, but I mean, I lost I lost my brother to heroin in 2003. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, but it's 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 one of those things where you're you've you've been a part of that. You've seen it. And pull that a little. There you go. Um Am I, am I, I'm, of course I'm sad, but like, I'm, I know he's safe. I mean, yeah. he, he, he dealt with addiction for a long time. I mean, I dealt with addiction for a long time. We all deal with addiction for a long time. Yeah. It's really just kind of figuring out what you can do and what you can't do. I mean, like we said, I, I like to be in bed by 9.30. I don't go out. What do you mean go out? I like to drink early. No, go nuts dumb. Yeah, go have a few beers, go home, hang out with my dog. Yeah. Live life. I it's like not I, suns out. Gu- like for me, it's like suns out, buns bed. Suns out, like, guns fuck out. That shit, man. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't. I don't. I don't enjoy. I don't really like being anywhere out. I mean, like ten o'clock. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably coming home from the airport. Well, and like, <laughs> and know, well, I'm and not like going out. Well, right, and and owning my own business is kind of the same thing. I, I'm, I'm not the artist where it's like I sleep in and I'm gonna work when I want to work. It's. No, I'm up. I'm up at seven. I want to be there by eight. I want to get a wild misconception. I think of a lot of art because I I know a lot of art right. I, from like a you know an artistic realm where you have just you know what do you want to call it just art paint drawing comedy, in general yeah comedy music sure you know, a lot of them are real hard workers yeah I think that's a sure more of an anomaly now yeah. I think that because you can't if you want to it's just so. There's so much competition, I think, in all those kind of artistic realms. You kind of have to, you got to be a hustle. You have to have a hustle gene. That's all I do. You have to have that's a hustle gene. You can't, you can't just be a fuck off that's just sitting around, just like my art will speak for itself, my my music will speak. If if no one's gonna hear it, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, if no one's gonna see it, it doesn't matter. When, you know, when I started, quote unquote, in glass, even when I worked for, so I worked for a, a, a company when I first started. My my brother's girlfriend at the time, it was, they were doing production art, which is how I pretty much what I do now almost, um, but all Judaica art, all Hala's and stuff. And, you know, they would go to these New York gift shows, you know, none of this stuff I had ever heard of before. And, you know, I'm starting to learn how to etch glass and, and build things. And a woman that worked there, her name, Kathleen Manhattan. Fuck off. That's her name. It was her artist name. Now, now um, talk up, talk about a hippie lover. She ended up being my first business partner. That's what I'm, and I'm not, not, that's a sweet name, by the way. It, it it is a sweet name, maybe not a sweet company name because we live in Cleveland and that's kind of how that came. So the company I worked for, <laughs> the company I worked for, um, Lakeshore Design, they closed and I had been there long enough. They're like, hey, listen, do you want to keep doing this? You've been here for two years. I was getting paid nothing. I mean, like that was like two thousand, so it was probably four twenty five an hour. Um, and and I and I did side well, you hustle. Could survive on it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Back then, I lived in Cleveland Heights with my brother and another friend. So I think rent was two yeah, so two hundred dollars. Two condos. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, back in the day, um, and I side hustled with Kathleen, and somehow we started doing sculpture um, for hospitals and um, temples, and and 
I started getting into fused glass. So so when we had first talked, you know, you had said that I I'm a glass blower, which I'm not. Two different things. I fuse glass. Fusing glass is compatible colored glass. You I get it from Oregon. It's so it's I work cold, everything's cut cold like a stained glass, and then everything is kind of melted together. And I have big ovens in my in my shop. Well, all right, so what, explain for let's just say that someone Everyone. outside of me is very stupid. Yeah, and they are. I don't have a high. This is not a high <laughs> society. It's you. This isn't a Kathleen Manhattan <laughs> yeah. audience. Trust though. me. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what what is the? Because like so, I I think we've all e- even just like in passing seen like kind of like a glass blowing clip or some shit like. Sure. What is the difference between the two? Okay, so with with glass blowing, you you work hot. You everything is 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 molten hot. You you have a pipe. You roll it out of a crucible. You have a big ball of glass on a pipe and you blow it you're working in that moment you can't set that down and go work on something else you got to finish whatever the hell you're going to make there now with fuse glass it's it's not time sensitive i i'm i'm literally machines do my work they they melt my glass so i i buy sheets of glass i i compose what i want to compose um i can walk away for the day i can come back and work on it tomorrow and that's what's so great about production because most of my stuff like it's so funny like I sell a lot of paperweights. Yeah. Paperweights? Well, I- I'm guessing because people like the art, but also most people don't know it and won't spend a lot of money on, say, like a larger piece. For sure. It's like, just... as we're sitting here, this sounds really, really cool, but I'm terrified to ask you what something outside the size of my hand is going to cost. Well, and that, well, and it's kind it's kind but it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I can keep things at a certain price. Well, one because it's Cleveland. I don't have a high uh, overhead. Um, my my glass I can pretty much keep at a certain cost, and I have so much of it left over. When someone orders something else, I'm not rebuying, so I can kind of keep so you it. You can re- not reuse, but you like if if you're. I have, have stock sheet. Yeah. Okay. I see yeah. So um. So you know, back spare to spare parts for lack of sure. Better term. Yeah. Okay. So, but you know, so Kathleen and I took over. We we were in East Cleveland. We had a shop in East Cleveland. Actually, right across where the old East Side Market was. I'm not sure I even knew what that exactly. was. Exactly. I don't think anybody did. And so That's um, weird it's not there. Yeah, it's yeah. That was so two thousand, so that <laughs> yeah. long ago. So it did so well that, yeah, no, one that knew it was no one knew no no one knew where it was. So um we started designing for a company in Pittsburgh and um we started doing our own thing and started doing um big larger pieces and then started getting into you know, melting fused glass. Um and then we moved downtown. I we found a place um, on East Thirty Third, uh, a woman by the name of Alenka Banco. Um, she had this church that she was That's renovating. Another person. I want to have all these people on. I want to have a podcast have with Alenka Banco and Kathleen Manhattan, and we just talk about she, taking over. Al- Alenka Alenka Banco has done a lot in Cleveland. She has she has done. I she is she's awesome. Um, so she opened up. It was like an, she wanted to take this old church and turn it into an art gallery and kind of switch out things and have parties and have yeah. receptions. And so we took the the um, the basement. Um, and I think we were in the basement for 10 years. And like you said, grinding it out every day, every day. And, you know, you, you get to a point where it's like, oh, man, like, I just can't do this. I got to do more. Like, I, 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 I love what I'm doing, but I got to get a second job. I got I to gotta keep this going and keep doing something else. I mean, that's the artist curse, you know, yeah. or, or maybe not even curse is the wrong, but it's just again, it's it's something that art in general, and this is my opinion, outside right. of something like music, I, I, right. music or, or anything, or, or maybe comedy, probably right. too. But when 
are even like someone that does really well, like Eileen, I'm sure does really, really well. She's super. Talented. Eileen used to work for me. Yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, that's even like painting, like, like things like that. Most people don't really understand it. They look at something that they like and that's kind of it. We don't see as much into it, not because of anything other than it's not something that everyone's super educated on. It's kind of like, it's kind of a very specific crowd that actually really is into it. Like I love art. I love going to the, the museum of uh, the sure. Cleveland art museum. But I mean, I just picked the one that I like the best that I remember, and to me, that's it. You're an even almost like in a more of a subset because of what you've chosen to do. Well, right, and because you know, painting, and nothing against painters, but I mean, you're not buying glass. Your yeah. your 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 cost is a little bit low. I mean, but when I first got into fusing glass, and I loved it. But it was like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make stuff. I'm gonna be be like what painters do. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell stuff. No one gave a shit about what I made. No yeah. one, and 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 it's like that hard truth of like, oh, I I can't sustain doing this forever. I I'm not going to be able to just go buy glass and hope that somebody buys my stuff. Like that's what a lot of of um, galleries would do. Um, they would want to sit on your stuff. Okay, so I'm going to spend two hundred dollars on glass and my time and hope that you sell it and then you take a cut. No, I can't do that. That's that's a waste of my time. Like it's a waste of my energy too. So you know, we we got very frustrated, but we did enough work and awards, and that's kind of what I do. Like, I don't make anything and hope it sells. I make awards for corporations and businesses. Like I, I'm, I'm able to make art that's already sold because people have budgets. Sure. So like right now, I'm working with uh, Ronald McDonald House. Um, they, I, I did think something. McDonald, McDonald or yeah. McDowell. Yeah, one McDowell. of those two. Yeah, it, it can be. Either <laughs> it can be either or. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, they found me. I did something for them a long time ago, and that's the other thing is most of these companies they always remember. They're like, I do no marketing for what I do, which I should. That's what my well, not new, but my second business. I've, I've had two business partners, Kathleen, and then um, my friend Craig, who ended up moving to China. That's how much he wanted to keep doing this. So yeah. um, glad it ended amicably. Yeah, pretty much. I t 2015. <laughs> I he's like, dude, side, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, the other side of the world. I'm, I'm moving to China. Like, oh great, what am I going to do? Uh, so, but I'm working with Ronald McDonald House now. I did all their uh, room signs, glass room signs. I did gifts for their donors, and we're doing a donor wall for their new kitchen that they renovated. So, it, like, I work with donor relations people in hospitals, temples. And nonprofit. Yeah. So they came to me and they were like, well, you know, you gave us this design for a circle for a donor wall that we're doing for the kitchen. Could you make it a heart? I'm like, I can make it whatever you want it to be. You know, it's like, if that's what you want, I can do that. And and I think that's what a lot of people like to hear. You know, I mean, I'm very easygoing when it comes to what I do. I mean, and now that I'm by myself, I do it by myself. I have a space over in uh, Lake Effect Studios um, downtown. I have 600 square feet. It's just me. I have no one to answer to. And that's kind of the way I want it. I mean, having a business partner was great. It wasn't great either. I mean, Craig, when we brought Craig on for another partner, um, we bought Kathleen out and she didn't want to do it anymore. And then Craig and I, it was me and Craig. Craig didn't know about glass, but he knew business. He had yeah. owned actually, he had lived in China prior and had an import export, sounds like Seinfeld, import export business. And, um, he and he kind of forced me to go to shows, go to receptions, go to dinners, shake people's hands, wear a suit. I didn't want to do any of that shit. I'm the guy in the back that makes the glass. Well, that's kind of what we were talking about, though. That's that, that's the 
if you want to call it the grinding part, but yeah. but, but it is again. If no one knows your stuff, you can't get, right. You can't get out there. It's like, sure. and I think even for you, artists in general, and I think specifically for you, like people aren't gonna know. Like I can name four artists. You know, yeah. I can name one artist that does what you do, and that's you. Right. And you have to kind of network because people are gonna remember that. Sure. So that, but that's the grinding part. Well, and it, but it was it was to a point where we were grinding so hard, and we actually brought. Like, Craig wanted Streets of Manhattan, which I really wish back in the day I could have changed that. But it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to change it now. I've been around for too long to start calling it something, you know, Glass Cleveland or, you know, something that, you know, what's the point? But I'd have called it What's the Point? I what's like the that. Point Glass? Yeah. That's, I'm going to just change that now. You're going to take royalties on that or? Uh, no, it's okay. I don't think it's going to work You're the out. best. <laughs> no, You're I don't think best. it's going to go well. You go ahead and keep it. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, but Craig wanted it to be uh, this huge corporation, not corporation, but it, he wanted it to be more than it really, what I do now is how it should be. Yeah. Bare bones, Craig, but but if it wasn't for Craig, Streets of Manhattan would not be around. He he definitely. I don't think, I don't think that's a bad name. I, and, and for two reasons. One, I, I'm going to remember it when you leave. Sure. And two, it's kind of like a larger Again, it's it's. I think it caters to the dumb. Did you think person. I was in Cleveland when you first? When I had no, no, you no. thought I was. I didn't, but actually, yeah. I was more intrigued when I found out you were. But right again, I think when when people hear like 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 that streets of Manhattan, right, from from an art place, they're just like, oh, this guy might be from Manhattan. He's probably legit. Right. And again, I'm th- I'm, sure, I'm talking no. from a but, but, stupid unknown. But no, but you're talking from a consumer's yes, point of view, from a which non-informed is consumer. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Right. So for that, and I think again. A large amount of the population from art in general yeah. is uninformed and don't know what they want. I think that that helps it. Sure. Um, so, so he wanted it to be this big thing where we did bring on, like, I had my cousin Stephanie, who has lived here for, she's been 2011. She went to Eastern Tennessee, a five year painting scholarship, free ride, amazing painter. She's a tattoo artist at. Uh, tattoo faction in North Olmstead now. Oh, okay. She moved. She moved up here to work for me, and I kind of told Craig, my business partner, I was like, "Oh, by the way, uh, my cousin's moving up here. She's gonna live here. Oh, and she's gonna work for us." He was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And we made it work. We made it work where we were able to hire two more people. Eileen being one of them. And when Eileen, before Eileen started doing what she does now, she was, but she was painting. She, she was doing glass with me and staff and I had one other girl. I can't remember her name, but it was too much. Like then you're putting paychecks out and then, you know, you have a business loan and it started getting to a point where, yeah, we were doing so well, but I, I didn't get a paycheck. Craig wasn't getting a paycheck. You know, we were, we had these huge, huge electrical bills. We had five kilns going at one time. We had 700 jobs going at one time. It was awesome. But I wasn't happy, it, it, and I was, it, and we were, and Craig and I were living in the church in the basement. He lived in a in a futon behind his desk, and I took the old kitchen that was it was like an old CCD church where they like had there was a huge stage we would put glass on and kind of keep storage. There was an old kitchen that I turned into See, an apartment. Now you sound like an artist. Now I'm an artist. I'm living in the. Basement I live in a basement church. of a church and made my own apartment because we could. I I couldn't get a place, so. It, it, it was one of those things where it, when it was great, it was awesome. When the winter hit, and for some reason that was our, our slow season, it got slow, but bills kept coming in. And, you know, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And it, our our business loan wasn't um, paid off yet. And by the end of 
2015 and his mom, his mom who was a, is a lawyer, she helped us get this. And, you know, we had my mom, my dad, everybody was super supportive. You know, I mean, God love my mom. She, anything growing up, anything I wanted to do, art, she had always buy for me and my brother. It was, she was, she's my best friend. She's, it, especially, you know, with him gone, we've, we've come very close. I mean, we were always close, but being there for each other with that has always been something that's like very special to me. So, but when it got, when it got slow, it was like, I, I, he, he said he couldn't do it anymore. He's like, dude, I, I can't do this anymore. I have, I have to leave. And I was like, it was almost a relief for me because it was like, cause you know, you look at the board that we would have jobs. We'd have seven jobs coming up in the next six months. I don't have a down payment. Those could go away in two seconds. And yeah. they did. All of them went away. And it was like, oh shit, what are we going to do? And I, it was like a huge relief for me. It was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore either. And I kind of. It's a gut check. Whew, I had yeah. this big breath and I was like, oh God, this is awesome. And you know, I mold about it. I ended up, um, Alenka ended up having the house next door. So I rented that with a few friends. So I got out of there. I was working bartending. I was roasting coffee and I was still kind of doing glass sort of. I was trying to move out of the church and between 15 and like middle of 16, I had to move all this glass shit. Like I had, I had a, I had a kiln that was 90 by 30. I had to bring movers in. I had to bring it. I had I had friends that uh, blow glass, Larchmere Glassworks, they're over uh, on Larchmere, and I I stored it in their in their building and worked with one kiln and kind of kept things going. I, I like had to come to a realization like you know what I busted my ass way too long to just give this up. Like I got to at least try to do this on my own and see like will this work? Can I do this? And so it took six months, and ironically, I found a studio eight blocks down the street from my old space, um, Lake Effect. Uh, Dan and Amanda LaGuardia, they're awesome. They uh, have two buildings. It's one, but they, they it's one big building. Um, photographers, videographers, um, there's a seamstress in there. But I have a space uh, in there now. I've been there since 2016, and it's great. And right before I got this space, one of the jobs that Craig and I had like tried to get for years with um, Rainbow Babies Children's Hospital. They they called me. They're like, we're ready. We're ready to do this job. And it was, if you go on my website, it's um, it's a glass tree that I did. It's 12 panels, 12 feet long. It's like one of the biggest jobs I ever had. Yeah. It was almost a six-figure job for me. And it sustained me for a, a year to kind of get back on my feet and do it on my own and like pay for my kilns to get like up and running and, and, and kind of get back in the game and like do it on my own. Because be, to be honest, when Craig did it, I let him run it because I didn't have to worry about it. It was like, dude, do, do that. You tell me what I make and we'll figure it out, you know? And now no one can tell me what to do. It's great. And well, it gives a new meaning to, to, to the term business seasonal. Yeah, you know, a lot of business is seasonal. I think the only things that are really kind of seasonality or recession proof are sure the the things the 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 the, the indulgence, which is you know crime, booze, drugs, and porn. All my <laughs> those favorite. are the only things that are <laughs> that aren't seasonal and are not are not recession proof. But I mean, like you know, a lot like a lot of businesses plan like over the course of like a a fiscal year. Well, that so what I do is almost a fiscal year. So like, well, and it's changed over the years. It's so funny. So like. 
when I was doing this with a business partner, it was like April to November, boom, boom, we're busy. And if we get a donor wall in between there with awards, because mostly, excuse me, mostly that's what I did. It was like uh, Leadership Cleveland is who I, one of my, one of my clients. And I do, I do this huge block of glass in colored glass. And like last year, we did the Detroit Shoreway Bridge and I, and I see, uh, silk screened it on there and fired it on there. I cut it up into 72 paperweights and I put their logo on the side. Like, is that art? Sure. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't say it was. I sort of think it is. I don't, and don't take this the wrong way, I don't consider myself an artist. I mean, I, I make art. I make widgets. And I mean that in the nicest way possible But what I do for a living. Like, I have customers come in now because Craig did the graphic design. He did the customer things. He did the invoices. I bring customers in and I go, well, you've been to my website. What are you looking for? Why don't you become a part of this experience with me? What do you, What would you like to see to give your customers, your, the recipients of these awards? Like I, I work with Dominion Gas. And so she comes in, Heather, super nice. She'll come in every year. And now we, we do the same thing. But she's like, I would really like, could you do trees? I was like, sure. So I do small trees on a... 11 and 11 three quarters by seven piece and I slump everything. I put their logo on it and I put the recipient on it. And I, I've been doing it for God, 12 years, but it's a, a reoccurring every year. And it's so great. I mean, when I get somebody that's never worked with me, like I have YWCA, the woman came in and she was, she, she was an older lady and she was just like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Like you do this for a living. Like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is what I do. <laughs> oh my God. I, I wish I could come here every day. I'm like, well, I teach classes too. If you you teach classes, like it's just it's it's it makes me happy. It makes me happy to make someone else happy and make make an easy experience because awards anymore, if you really look at them, are clear crystal with a name on it and it's a wood it's a wood base. You don't get what I get for for I mean, one of my pieces and if you buy enough of them. Like if you buy, like I try to tell my customers, like if you're going to do this over the year, buy six. If you're going to give two out this year, buy six. It'll be 75 bucks cheaper. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So, and then they'll give it back to me. I'll etch their name and it, and it's, it's easier for them. Like I make it as easy as possible. And that's always what I hear. Thanks for getting back to me so quick. Of course. Why wouldn't I get back to you? You're, you're a customer. A lot of people don't do that though. Like I hear that a lot more than I expect with certain artists that like yeah i never heard back from them so i was like could you help me out it's like really but i mean that's the other aspect of it i think that that well two things one that is an aspect of it where in artists kind of sometimes it sucks to even bring it up like right. in an artistic discussion but they kind of lack on the customer service side of it yeah. which whether you like it or not it's very much a part of what you do because sure. like what you just said i call this person they were calling me back you're my guy now and you've been my guy for years for sure think about like monetize that over several years with a consistent customer with that person oh lost, yeah but they don't know that because in their mind they're just like i'm an artist whatever yeah two i would very much argue that you're an, an artist for a couple reasons one it is something that you're creating that you're creating that you're building yourself right. with your hand, with your your hands, and also it's it's hard to argue that it's not art when such a small sect of the population can do it. Right, right, and I, or craftsman, that, craft, that, but no, but or craftsman, you know, and you know, I've been doing this for so long. It's like I 
so I, I was able to get in with uh, Dante Bacuzzi when he first opened Dante. So um, Alenka's ex, Giancarlo Caliccio is his name. Very fancy. Um, he actually bought, um, what's the old, it's right on the cusp of Tremont, um, Sobolowski's. He bought Sobolowski's. Okay. So he used to be, um, he used to always be down in my shop, loved what I did. And, and actually I did a lot. He, he got me a lot of work. So I did the glass wall at Ginkgo, that huge colored glass wall at Ginkgo in the basement. You did that? I did that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, his design, which was a huge pain in the ass because he wanted everything to overlap. And these pieces were 50 to 70 pounds a piece and you're hanging them on the wall. And anyway, I did that. I did um, Dante's light sconces on his wall. Um, have you been to Coda? And oh, yeah, I love Coda's a fucking weird one for me because I think I walked by it hundreds of times to know, you don't know. it was there. You don't know. And the first time I went in there, I was like, this new, like, it's been here for like 15 years. Yeah. yeah well, and, and awesome. no one, I, so the the houses of the holy, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's me. I did that oh, piece. Oh, really? Yeah. So I did uh. that piece. So, and that's what's great about, like, that's so uh, cool. yeah. So, so Dante became a friend of mine. And then it was like, he kept asking me back to do stuff. So it was like, you know, you get on this roll with certain people and uh, doing everything. So it was great. Oh, thanks, dude. Um, Oh, so what was I getting out of that? I guess I was just lucky to be able to do large-scale pieces, too. I mean, that that that's the great thing about what I do is that you never know what's going to be coming in the next. So should we do the should, – should, do you want to do the Russian? Yeah, you want to do that? That's up to you, or do you want to hold on to it? Because I have one at home. Actually, let's do the let's do the IPA. Yeah. Um, so um, I was able – very much a customer's always right scenario. So, man, you pick. I mean, listen – Whatever we do, we do. Yeah, we do, sure. we do. I think that was my motto in college. <laughs> I think I knew you. Yeah, <laughs> we um, lived together for yeah, a couple, we, couple semesters. You know what, man? I might have been at your house. <laughs> it is totally true. Very, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, um, I, I just got, I got very lucky with a certain amount of people uh, in the industry working, working, and doing things that I never thought I would do. Um, the large scale pieces and stuff like that. Like that's a lot of Craig too. Like he figured that out and then we kind of came to it together. I had a customer one time. Um, he, uh, you know, Hector, who Hector Vega is, he's a painter in Cleveland. Mm, the name oh, he's, is, an old, he's an older gentleman. Name, yeah. yeah. He's a friend of mine. Um, he brought me to this meeting and this guy had, I don't, I, I don't know what the guy's business was, but he had just bought his building and he needed art. He's like, why don't you just come along and see, see what happens? I'm like, all right, that's cool. I can't hurt. And so, Hector was walking around with his business partner, and so this guy just looks at me. He goes, "So, wh what do you got for me?" I go, "Man, I'll be honest with you. I don't got shit. I don't. I don't really. I mean, I. I make. I, I make glass. Do you want glass?" He's like, "I don't know. What can you do with glass?" I'm like, "What do you want?" He's like, "Could you do a large hundred dollar bill in glass and kind of look like it's crinkled?" And I was like, "Absolutely." Yeah. I had no fucking clue if I could do that, but I said, "Yeah." Well, that's the same in a lot of like artistic. They say that a lot about actors. Yeah, they're like, or, or, or they say this in business too. Yeah, when your customer is like, "Can you do this?" You say yes, and you figure it out later. That is my motto. That is my motto. Yeah. That is my motto. I and and and, and that's kind of like get, fair, get the I'm job. Sure, in your mind, you had an idea. You were like, "I've never done that," but you, I'm sure the, the the wheels are already turning. Like, if I were to top of my head without doing a lot of research here's how I do it so you probably already had an so, idea so uh, Craig did the research okay. I just brought I, I got the job you, you do the research <laughs> <laughs> so we did a sample which actually hangs in my house now and we did a 
And the way he came up with it was great. I mean, it, it was a lot of work and, and figuring out how. So there's there's an ink that you can use to um, um, print on with 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 fused glass. You can you can um, melt it on. And so we silk screened this. We had um, a local uh, silk screen place, and I can't think of the name of it. Um, they came and squeegeed this fucking hundred dollar bill on, and sure as shit, it worked. And it's. It's yeah, it's rewarding, and then putting it up, and and I needed to hire movers to like move this motherfucking thing, and it was, it was awesome, and I mean, you know what, you, you mentioned this right, I, I I didn't want to cut you off, but now no. you just said it again. When you have to hire somebody, to, like, are these insured? Uh, yeah, everything. Yeah, I have insurance. Okay. I have business insurance. So, it, like, if anything, because like if you like, if you're oh, like a, like a twenty thousand sure. dollar piece, and you're in. These movers you hire drop that shit for sure. That's a yeah no a every every, every yeah everything's insured everything's insured. So um, yeah I mean it's uh, I've come a long way. It's 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 been a experience, but I mean the grind is always and that's what I, I know that's with every artist. But I mean you've had your your good years, your bad years. I've I've been lucky since well I was working at Noble during pandemic not during pandemic. I um, was able to get government money which was which was dope yeah. Um, yeah it paid for my backyard it was awesome and uh and then after everything kind of went back to normal i went back and i didn't i didn't need it uh not that i didn't need it because i liked working there but i was busy enough where and it's been that way since and you know knock on you know lucite um Things have been great. I mean, I'm uh, I'm I'm finishing up with Ronald McDonald House now. I have a, a lighting guy that I work with on 55th Street. Um, he's got these. I mean, these people talk about printing money. I mean, some of these customers. I don't know. They they just order things. Their architect is ordering and designer. They don't even know what's going in their house. So I'm doing uh, an 89 inch wall sconce. Yeah. Um, that uh, I'll have to do next week. But yeah, I'm just. Very lucky. I mean, Cle- Cle- Cleveland. Cleveland's a great, great art town. I mean, painting. I mean, there are so many great painters in the city. I think it's just yeah. like everything else. It, it just it's an underrated. Yeah, I think people know and have, at this point have understood. It's obviously a sports town. Right. No matter if we're bad at it, this is a sports town. Listen, I'm from Chicago. I've I've come from two sports, towns. sports towns. Yeah, that's what I point. Is like growing up, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. I'm I'm huge. people. I think some people misinterpret certain. There are sports towns: Boston, Chicago, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Cleveland. I I would even argue New York is not. And, and, yeah, uh, I'm, so, I'm I'm over New York. So places like New York and and, and where I was going with this because I remember being out in San Diego uh, during football season. Okay, and I was like, cool, man. I I, I want to see what everything's like. When you go to places like that where everything's like where everyone has a transplant, right? You know, there's so many different. There's backer bars for sure, but right. it's not like a city. Like go to Boston and wear like a, you know. I've never been Yankee. actually. I've Jesus never, Christ, you gotta go, I, I know, man. I know, I know. Go, uh, go during uh, Halloween. Yeah. And take the 30 minute bus ride into Salem and hang out there. It's fucking great. Really? Oh my god, it's amazing. Oh, nice. It's the coolest thing. There's like 40,000 people crammed into like 10 blocks, so it kind of sucks. But it's like yeah, but I mean that's what makes it cool. They got really cool breweries. There. Yeah. Boston's a Boston's a sweet city, but like it's, but it's also it's a, it's in it's a it's a it's a it's a sports town. Cleveland is a sports town. Yeah. Philadelphia is a sports town. Like I can wear a jersey, like a Browns jersey in San Diego, and I can walk around 
you know, unimpeded. A 10-year-old can wear a Brady jersey downtown on Brown Sunday and get fucking tackled. And that's happened, by the way. Do you know that? Yes. <laughs> it was in the news a couple of years ago. Some drunk dude tackled some small child wearing a Tom but that's Brady jersey. Well, and then that's Cleveland. It's, but it's a, well, that means. Well, then that's New York, too. That's, town, that's, a, that, also... that's, that's, that's a Jets thing, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's another. There, there's like that. But then there's a. There's other towns that aren't like that, but also aside from a sports town, it's a very big food and drink town, and that's exploded in the last 15 years. Love it. We have amazing, amazing food here. I mean, I mean, and affordable, the, and that's what's yeah. so great. I mean, like, okay, so I'm, I mean, surprisingly, I'm a huge golfer. I, that is weird. It is weird. It is weird. <laughs> well, one, I'm five seven, and I, you know, you would never guess that I would. Huge beard, all the tattoos. I golf three days a week when it's season, um, and I love it. Um, Golf is cheap here. Golf, golf, golf oh, here it is, is, it is. 20, 25 bucks, depending on where you go. But I mean, yeah. if you're going, if you're going big, that's fifty bucks. Fifty bucks for eighteen in a cart. You can't do that in any other city. No. That's what I love about Cleveland. I mean, people sit here and they can. I mean, listen, I'm from the Midwest. I don't mind the. I mean, I don't get um, depressed from snow and rain. Nah, I don't I, care do either. do I do I hate it? Yeah, but I'm. It doesn't bother me. So for me, it's like I look forward when it's sunny, but I don't let it, you know, get to me. So, but when- yeah, I'm an adult. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that too. Yeah, I'm like, oh really? Oh, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I think the stuff going on in like you know Russia and China is a little worse than it being fucking cold here. You weird. If it rains and <laughs> if it rains and snows for two weeks, yeah, eventually it'll There's be sunny. Problems. Yeah, I, eventually it'll be sunny. Yeah. So I mean, so for me, moving to Cleveland, which you know obviously I didn't like but love now, um, we have so much here, and it's so easy to get around, and it's so affordable. I. My base is here, and I travel. I, I'm not married. I don't have a kid. I ain't dating because I'm bad at it. <laughs> so it's like I travel. I go see my friends. I'm a big fish head, unfortunately, so I go still see fish. And uh, no, that's great. Mm, yeah, I know. Listen, meathead, you went to John Carroll, and that's a, the actually ironically, I met a lot of my friends at John Carroll. That John I, Carroll only listens to five bands. <laughs> They listen to Fish, Dave Matthews, Rusted Root for some fucking reason, <laughs> Billy Root. Joel, and Insert Dumb Band here. What did you listen to? Deftones, Tool. Yeah, exactly. Kid yeah. Cudi. <laughs> Kid Cudi. Oh my God. Tang. That that is fucking old school. That is yeah. old school. I do. I just. But that was. It was so weird going on John Carroll's campus. I feel like once you get your enrollment letter, they also send you a double Billy Joel CD. <laughs> Because it's 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 all you hear. Dave Matthews is fucking everywhere. It's absurd. But dude, there was a lot of surprisingly. I was very like going there and and, and listen, our circle that we know, it's all, they're all meatheads. So like I, when I when I started hanging out with these, you know, Trent and Jeff and 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 Beard and all these people that we're friends with, I never expected to meet like hippies. I was like, oh, hippies go to John Carroll too. That's weird. And. A lot. Oh yeah, there was a pretty. Big there was hippie. a big, big group of people that I'm actually still There's good like a friends little with. Mini Portland, like, yeah, in, for, in sure. Was, for sure, for sure. Which there's a good hippie population. A lot, lot of, lot of frisbee, uh, lot of frisbee thrown in that. Much. You know what? I think I saw too many hacky sacks in my four years there. <laughs> All right, it might have been me. You know, might have been me. Might have been me throwing. Which that is disc. amazing, being that you weren't enrolled. <laughs> why? Why spend the money when I got the same education yeah, to everybody hacky else? Sack is only two ninety nine. You don't need to spend <laughs> yeah, ten grand. Yeah, a year. I mean, I can go still. And you know what's funny is I. I'm older than all those assholes. So I was the first one 21. So it was like, hey, Streeter, go get a keg and we'll put it in the, you know, put it in the shower at Miller. And I think it was, it was Beard and Porowski's, uh, 
Uh, Man, those guys are getting a lot of play on this podcast. I know we should probably stop talking about them. Yeah, <laughs> no, were, it's just it, it is funny. Like, yeah, uh, when you started rattling off those names, like this is so weird. Yeah, I, I just, love it. It's a, it's just it's just a, it's, a, it's a small world, and that's wild, what I love about Cleveland. Yeah, it is. It, it, and like everybody knows someone from somebody else, and and that's well, and that's kind of like my business too. Everyone that that buys for me. If they and everybody always goes to another, like a lot of these hospital um, jobs, they'll leave Cleveland Clinic, go to university, and they'll remember me. They're like, yeah. "Oh, hey, I worked with you at X Y Z or whatever. Um, can you do this? I haven't worked with you in a few years. Are you still doing this? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of affiliations that way. Like Tony is a great example. Yes, because Tony has worked. It's the first time Tony came on, and we were kind of walking through like his addiction right. story. He also walked me through because. Tony is so well known in the restaurant business because, I mean, he named thirty places that are still open now that people love that he was in some way either started, worked at, and managed. Yep. It's wild yeah. the amount that he's because he's so good and he knows that so well, right? That he's able to like someone could be starting like a a, a bar, restaurant, or anything down the street, and. Tony would walk in and he'd look around and be like, and he'd ask ten questions and he'd fix it right there. He just knows the way it works and people love him for it. I know, so I've known Tony. God, I've known Tony since before he was sober. Yeah. I know Tony when he was still with his ex, and um, she worked at Dante. And I actually, um, I did a few. I worked at Coda for like a hot second, and we would run into each other. Um, Tony has come so far in what he has done and I give him a lot of credit and I think it, it helps him. I mean, he's been in the industry so long and he's so good at it that being sober and being around it is better than not being around it. And I had, I had listened to the last, um, interview you had done with him and, and he had said, you know, him working at this sober house, you know, it doesn't yeah. really pay well. Um, but if he could, he would, but that he still sticks it out and does what he loves. He, you know what? It's not going to change him. You know no, what? He's he's going to no. be around it, no matter what. You know what I mean? He's sober, and you know what? I'm I love bartending. I love managing. I love being around it. I love this. I'm going to keep doing it, and it's like good for you. That's how I got intrigued by him because when he was at Terrestrial, that's how I met him. Oh, okay. Because uh, I was going to Terrestrial a lot. I really liked it there, like back in the day. Yeah. Um, Tony was there, and then you know Penny moved over there. All people I knew right. and really really liked. I liked that you can just bring your dog there. Uh, I liked the beer. I thought the place was cool. Yep. You know, I really liked it a lot. And uh, Tony and I, just I think we just got to talking more because we just kind of got used to seeing each other right. around there because, you know, he was working there yeah. and I was just there. Yeah. And we started talking one day, and I I remember what it was. It was kind of coming out of the pandemic. And yeah. it was like, I was like, you know, you should come on, and I'd love to hear what it's like, you know, kind of trying to navigate this through your know, pre-pandemic and i've talked to other people other businesses about it since because you know everyone went through it yep and he was like that sounds awesome i'd love to do that he came back and i think this is kind of what i don't want to speak for him but one of the the, the, the problems that i think he eventually had that that led to his departure is those guys like no we don't want you to talk about that on the on a podcast oh really yeah and, uh, and i that's... was like that's weird because it's not like a hey how'd you fuck up covid it was like hey man what's it like navigating this? yeah and he's like, but if you want... Which like, is interesting. So weird. Yeah. It's incredibly interesting, and it's so weird they wouldn't want that. And, and Tony said the same thing. He's like, yeah, th this would actually be good for him. Like, here's how we're... And I thought, and I think at this point now, it's because Tony was kind of leading that up. Yep. The reason they did so well is because of Tony. Agreed. I, I think that the reason that they were able to navigate COVID policies and things like that and still you know, address the clientele and the business and do well and kind of thrive yep. and still stay safe was because of... 
Tony kind of leading the helm. That's my opinion. Absolutely. You know, he was harsh with people when he had to be. He was friendly with everybody. A lot of people went there just because of him. I was one of them, too. Well, I, I kept going back there because of him. But they came back and, like, we don't want you to do that. So Tony's like, well, if you want, I'll come on and talk about being sober for, like, four years. I'm like... That doesn't make any sense. You work in a bar because I'm so dumb. Right. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, and I was like, that's incredible. Yeah. And to date, it's the second longest podcast I've ever done. Three hours. And he was just like, he's like, I've never told my story in its entirety. And it's hearing it was a rough story. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, his his last... His, his Yeah, the, the, the last, the last, I, I don't want to, the last time or, you know, his final... I'm ready. It's I'm not. A, it's I time. When he yeah, got I, that part, I yeah, was crying. Yeah, uh, it's because he's he's so good at what he does, and you know to struggle with that. And and listen, like we talked about before. I mean, I I watched I watched my brother do heroin for a long. I, I shouldn't say shoot it, but watched it. You watched the. Wa- I watched it happen. Yeah. Um, and it it's not fun. It, it it it's exhausting, especially watching someone. And listen, like I said, you can't be mad at someone when you're when you're using. You know, I wasn't using heroin, but you know, I, I'm still getting I'm still getting fucked up. And so I can't be mad at him. I'm I'm doing the same thing. I'm drinking and I'm doing other things. And but to finally like, and I didn't give up on him, but I just I couldn't do. It. I told him I was like, listen, Steve, that's it. You do you. You want to do that? Go ahead. But I can't watch anymore. And we still, and we still, we we had just moved back in with our parents, and luckily, um, my parents weren't home. I I was he would he would shoot before he'd go to work. So he actually he brewed beer. He's like one of the not one of the first brewers, but like um, beer engine. Yeah. So it used to be Buckeye beer engine. So it used to be Buckeye beer. Do you, do you ever drink Buckeye beer? Do you remember it? I know. Oh, I no, have. you know why? Because I know. I know. I have. You probably have. So, Garen Wright, who used to own Buckeye, um, he brewed in uh, Bedford Heights. This is ninety nine, eighty nine. Also, I still call it Buckeye beer. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. I just I don't. Yeah. Know. So, like the first time, like these are the like the first labels that are great, and the first beer that like people. Yeah, this yeah. is the first time I'm really trying craft beer, um, and my brother brewed beer there for probably. This is like two thousand one. Well, he passed well, in... Well, maybe no sooner, actually. Yeah, he passed in 03, so like 99-ish, okay. around around there, 2000. And, so um, he, he, not even really, it was picking up steam. It was literally kind of getting started. It was getting started. around here. Yeah, so that was like the first, and we would go and we'd hang out, and we had just found out about this, and I was close enough to Carol, so I was, I was always there. And... Um, Kind of became friends with everybody, and Steve got a job there. And you know, Steve would go in and out of using. So it was it was like you know he'd have a girlfriend, he'd be not using, and then he'd break up, and they'd he'd start using again. And he was still brewing then, and he would get high, he would get high before he'd get high before work. And I happened to be home that day, and, and unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, I found him. But you know, you have to live with that. You know, you see your brother ass up in the air. You know, blue head. Uh, overdosing, um, you know, not to bring it down, but I mean, it's real. It's real things that I dealt with, and uh... well, you know, it's it's a one. Well, I'm sorry, I oh, go dude. through that. Find that, that, that that's, of course, that's dude. Of course, too much for anyone to, yeah. to ask yeah. of anyone. But you know, I, the... I, I put it. I always like to put it this way. I'll do it. I'd do it again if my as long as my parents didn't have to do it. Yeah, I don't want my parents to have to go through that. You know, it was hard enough to 
go through it in general. I mean, we, we were there for each other, but you know, it's a, it's a good three, four years of trying to figure it out. You know, that's what they say. Like, you know, we, we, in terms of like addiction, you know, it's not one person that's going through the addiction. Right. It's, it's everyone that's in proximity and then that doesn't want them to. And right. You know, it's a wild thing because you, everyone wants to help and yeah. no one knows how to. Well, and like Tony said on his, he's like, you want to get sober when you want to get sober. Yeah. You want to do it when you want to do it. You know, and, and oh, Tony had 25 rock bottoms, you know? Yeah. And, and he's very open about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was telling me his story, I was like, he would say something like, that was the turnaround. He's like, nope. Nope. I'm on, I'm like four years away. Yeah. Like, how was that not it? Yeah. But that was, he just, and, you know, you talk about like, you know, before work, I'll never forget this because when, when he told me this, he worked at the Rocky River Wine Bar mm-hmm. and he said he would get there early, like get there like nine, 10 o'clock. Yeah. And he would drink mugs, mugs of tequila to level off. From the hangover? Yeah. Just from- uh, Oh, just everything. It was a perpetual hangover. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's it's one of those things, you know, you hear the term and people even jokingly say, I'm a functioning alcoholic. Fuck off. No, you're not. No. Like, that's what Tony was. And Tony, you know, and Tony would say things like, you know, thank God that people just kept giving me jobs. And I was like, that's wild. That's how good Tony is at his job. Agreed. With all that, that's why people kept giving him jobs. Yeah. And now he's just even better at yeah. it because he's he's, he's so clear he's and he's so, much, so focused on everything. Well, and he's so much happier now. I mean, like back then. Oh my then, God, he's back such a then, good dude. And, and I love busting his balls because he's he's still on that Instagram story, and I love just busting his balls about it because he's so funny. He, I love his story. Oh, me too. But I, I but 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 I know him well enough that I I, know, I love yeah. poking the bear. I love poking the bear. I he's love so like funny. I, I and I watch a lot of them because they feel <laughs> so nice, man. I watch a lot of cooking, those and it's so like, and I can't wait for him to listen to this because it's so funny. Like he'll like <laughs> he'll do his bath bomb, and I, I'll text him. I'm like. What the fuck are you doing? What great, the man. fuck are you doing? Like, I go, are you dating someone that you want to show this to? Is this what you're doing? He's exclusively dating Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah ex- exactly. For sure. He has he turned is into, in love. I, actually, I want to be very close friends with his dog. Yeah. Because of his I want stories. my dog to meet, meet his dog. The amount of sto- the amount of pictures, the p- perfect pictures of him driving and Oscar just in their boat just looking straight forward and in, in little selfies, it's... I mean, his, it, it's, it's amazing. And you know what is so funny? funny? And I even told him this, I think, after his first episode, that there were only two times when he started choking up talking about Right. This, and he was talking about Oscar. Yeah. he. I mean, he loves that dog more than life yeah. itself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy. And he's, that he's still grinding. You know what? And he's still grinding. Like, that's what I mean. That's what I love about Cleveland. Everybody is here to grind it out. I mean, this isn't what you do for a living. I mean, this is part of what you do for a living. You're, you're doing the same thing. I mean, you have a full-time job and you have this. I mean, I think that's with a lot of people in this town. They they want to do, they want to do their own thing. They want to do so much more. And I think being being in Cleveland and 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 being so affordable that people can do that. I mean, people have three, four jobs. I mean, when my cousin worked for me and then she, I fired her because I couldn't afford her anymore, she's like, I'm going to go be a tattoo artist. That's what I want to do. And she said that when she moved to Cleveland. She's like, eventually I'm going to be a tattoo artist. That's what I want to do. I was like, that's awesome. Worked at two jobs, did apprenticeship, went through the bullshit of trying to tattoo, and now she's one of the best tattoo artists in Cleveland. I mean, most of my ink is done by her. I mean... that That's not like tattoos. Another thing about Cleveland is that there are some very good tattoo artists, and I think... Oh, yeah. Some, I think Lakewood has like four within yeah, like a which mile. Just, will just started because they just were able to do that in the last like yeah. five years or and something like that. And I think like a that. lot of them... You know, people have said like they can't all last. Like it, it, 
tattoo studios are not restaurants. Right. Basically, like when you find your art, like I've only gone to one guy. Yeah. You know, I've gone. Who for, do you go? Uh, um, uh, <laughs> awesome. I just blanked. awesome. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh I thought God. I'd be the one blanking <laughs> out. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he's such a good dude, yeah. Josh Harrell, over uh. at the at All Tattoos in Strongsville. Okay. He's the only guy I've ever gone. Okay. To. Um, I've probably done. Well, he did my like the the half sleeve on my left arm, Sweet. and then. Uh, some other stuff like you know on my right arm. Yeah, he just he's he's, he's the only guy I go yeah. to. And, and you like what he I'll, does, and he's affordable. And I'm never going to go anywhere else. Yeah. You know, well, that's like with my cousin too. Yeah, I and mean, I think a lot are like that. Like if you go down to like whatever it's 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 uh, 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 electric tattoo. Like yeah. as an example, you know there are people there. I know people that only go to one person at electric tattoo. Like right. it, it's like that. That's how those can survive. Yeah, because then that's another art. Right, art. those guys are artists. Oh, the, the, that that's no art. doubt. I mean, and and you you have to learn how to paint. I mean, you have to paint. You have to be a painter. I mean, that is how that is. Well, mine, Josh. Like he, it's it's not like he's just. Uh, I tell him what he wants, and we just sit down and do it. He shows me his sketch. He's a very good artist. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean is like you while you're in apprenticeship because I I watch my cousin go through it, and it's and and she already had exp- I mean experience I mean like she's already come out of college being a a, a full time painter I mean five years I mean yeah. she 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 had done it but I mean not at that maybe level, um but I mean you're painting when you're when you're not tattooing or when you're doing you're painting yeah. you're drawing even if you don't you're you're practicing I mean maybe that's a little because like. I don't do that as much as I used to just because I don't want to use up my glass because I know someone oh, yeah, will call yeah, yeah. me, you know, but like I, I miss that. I miss glass blowing. I, I haven't, I have, um, uh, there's a, a studio by me, superior glass, a friend of mine. Um, uh, she blows there and, uh, she lets me fuck around yeah. and, and it's to a point where she's like, you have lost your touch. You have no idea what the hell you're doing. And it's too bad because I give glass blowers a lot of credit. There, it's interesting to see like uh, Mike Kaplan over at uh, Glass Bubble. He's been doing glass probably as long as I have, probably twenty five years. And you know, when you do stuff like that, try to run a business. That shit's hard because you can't count on customers. Oh, hey, I need a chandelier, or hey, can you make me a goblet? That's not going to keep. You know, you're not paying rent with that. I mean, he's got employees, but he he does classes. I mean, that's that is what the money making is for glass blowing. Is you need to teach people. I mean, people will come in; they're interested in it, and you need to do that all the time. I mean, for me, I I wouldn't say I got lucky, but I've been doing this for so long. I mean, I have a customer book of 300 customers. Do I work with all of them? No, but I have enough reoccurring business that. I'm able to sustain what I do. Yeah, and I think that that's the key. Yeah, a lot. I don't know. Anytime I come across anyone that do that that does this, like you were talking about, like you know, you don't consider yourself an artist, or you do these other things that right. maybe maybe you wouldn't consider art, but musicians are in cover bands because that pays right. bills. Right. You know, um, people that uh, you know, actors that want to be in movies and TV right. shows, they'll do commercials or right. voiceover work. Like, right. They're not going to consider that their passion, but right. it's, I don't know, passion adjacent. Yeah. You know? I mean, and it kind of keeps, like, if you want to start working on, like, a this, like, passion project, you can start that on the side. Right. While you're still paying your bills, still doing the thing you right. like. Right, right. I mean, I, I think I'm just lucky that glass is paying for all the bills because, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, I bought a house in 2018 and... I still worked at Noble, so it was like, oh, I have this side gig that's helping out. Like, oh, it's paying for the mortgage. This is great. I can still do what I do. I mean, so 
when that went away, it was like, oh shit, like now I've got rent and a mortgage and a car payment and a dog now. I got a COVID dog. Didn't everybody get almost a COVID dog? Because I, I got my second one right before COVID. It actually one. helped because we were there to train them. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. Oh, my God. I was like looking for the receipt. Like, this fucking dog sucks. <laughs> and then, so, but then, you know, we both had the Yeah, right, home, and right. Like, so, I can train this dummy. <laughs> so I got a yellow lab, and he, he's amazing. He's a huge pain in the ass, and that's why I love him. He's a princess. But, you know, then you start trying to figure out, okay, I've, I've got all these things, and am I going to have to go back to bartending? Am I going to have to do that side gig? Um, but I've been, you know, and when does luck come out of it and it's actually – I'm good at what I do. You know, like I said, I've been doing this for... It's both. Yeah, I think so too. It's both. I, th- I, think, I think so too. I mean, you know, what I love about Eileen um, Dorsey, who, who's a painter, is like, she's so good at marketing. Like, she uses the social media to her advantage. I don't use social media to my advantage because yeah. to me, my opinion, social media is dick and fart jokes, okay? That's why I'm on Instagram. That's why I use it. I mean, I'll post art. I'll I'll use it to show my friends and my mom and, you know, get some likes, but that it's never been something that I like. I opened up a page. I don't use it. You know, it's No, it, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I went to I went to there. It literally I was like, "Oh, this must be new." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like 8 months old. <laughs> it's two like four posts. <laughs> Actually, you're saying, and you know, Eileen does it in a perfect way. She does it in a way where it doesn't even seem like she's marketing. It seems like no, because she's, she's like, having hey. so much fun doing it, and she and she and she does it with such ease. Um, it, it doesn't. It, it she does. She makes it look like it's not a job or it's right. not a chore. She's right. Just, it, it doesn't seem like something that she's reluctantly doing, even though if maybe she doesn't like it. But yeah. It. She does it in a very good way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just and, and 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 going back to tattoos, same people. I mean, like you just you just see people posting tattoos that are tattoo artists. I mean, it's more beer. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, Sean would be angry if we didn't drink this beer. Um. Yeah, I just I I I need to market well, but like a, f- a friend told me, they're like, "Well, are you busy?" Like, yeah, they're like, "Well, what do you need to market for if you're busy? You have enough work, right?" Yeah, I guess. Well, then why do that? Well. Not always that way, you know. You gotta, you gotta, you Some gotta figure have out. It. Some people have it, you know. Like yeah. a, a good friend of mine, one of the one of the first kind of I think like if you want to call it a bigger guest that I had on here yeah. was a, uh, um, Haley from the Cleveland Bucket List. Yeah, she's someone I've known for several years. Mm-hmm. I remember because we talked about it the first time she came on. She's probably been on four times. She's just a cool, fun yeah. friend. Yeah. She had just over 11,000 followers, nice. which is a ton. Yes, that's a ton. When I came on, when she came on five years ago, four yeah. years ago, whenever it was. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> she's around 60 now. Okay. And she's, I think she's the best in the city at that. She knows right. it's a Cleveland-based, but she's really good. She knows how to partner. She knows how to, she knows social media. Yeah. I don't, you know, no. like... I mean, you've been to my page. There's no most people don't know who I am because no one wants to see me. I post about the the, the guests. The, the guests, right? Once a week, right? The guests. But you're it. getting a following. I mean, right? Well, I mean, for me, like listens is what's important for me. Sure. That th- that's the most important. What are you getting? What are you getting now? Three to six a month. thousand. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean is it great? I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't I, fucking know. <laughs> Still I mean, figuring it out. I mean, but I mean, comparatively, it's definitely grown year over sure. year. But I mean, and that's why I think like my posts are just the guests. Like no one's listening to me. They listen to the guests. Right. You know, when, it, when you know, I have someone that comes on that's got 500,000 followers. Yeah. 
you know, like Joey, uh, Joey Sir Yacht. He's yeah. A, he's a great content follower, super cool guy. Yeah. He and I talked for two hours just about bullshit. Yeah. He's a great guy. Right. You know, everyone comes on here with the... It's a. It's very rare that someone comes on and doesn't promote the episode. Right. But I mean, well, I have someone like him come on. He's awesome. And then I yeah. have someone like Joe Veda come on. She's awesome. Yeah. Eileen is awesome. Yep. You know, different comics, different artists. Like, but see, this is fun. It, this it's is worked the, for me because yeah. I I have a lot of different people. I'm not like a. I mean, Cleveland. The one thing that I've never really liked about it is the podcast scene. Is it's it's. It's and there's nothing wrong. There's a lot of really good ones of these. Right. There's some great comic podcasts. Right. There's, I mean, it's ninety five percent of Cleveland podcasts are sports. I just, yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. Why I, do I'm another? I'm so one? excited to find out about what you think the Guardian should do this year. Yeah, well, I mean, that's ESPN but Cleveland. You can listen to that to, shit. You know, yeah, there's so much of it. I mean, it's, it's like, and, and 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 that's the thing is like, I I I would rather listen to AM eight fifty and listen to Riz talk about how they're angry about. Sean Watson and how we're going to be horrible this year, then go to a podcast. Like that's to me, like this for Cleveland is awesome because you're bringing people in that are interesting about the city of Cleveland, which we love, you know, I mean, very rare. I've had maybe three that aren't Northeast Ohio people. Who were they? (sighs) I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, Who's your tattoo artist again? Josh, shut up. (laughs) Uh, Josh Harrell. (laughs) It's not Josh that I don't know something. I, 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 I know I'm you about know, but to text him to go back. You know? Dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't hear it. But the, uh, God, who isn't actually from here? Um, there was two, two or three that have moved away that don't live here anymore. A couple from Akron. That's um, really good. It is good, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about the beer now. Yeah. Not the podcast. <laughs> well, that's good too. But, but yeah, it's a, uh, but yeah, there's a, uh, that's what helps me. Yeah, everyone that comes on is just like a promote. Like every promote. week is a different audience for me, right? And then some stay, and that's what helps. And yeah. now you're looking at fuck. I don't know. You'll be episode like 194. Close. I want to know what number I am that brought in beer. That's what I want to know. You're nine tops. It's it's got to be eight not or nine. Much. Yeah, I know. I can. You know what? I can name them too. So Haley from the Cleveland Buckle, she brings in beer because she's awesome, right? Uh, Penny. Okay. Uh, she brought in beer. I think Eileen brought beer. Yeah, Eileen brought beer. She brought like a like a like a mix sixer, I think. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. You brought beer. Sean brought beer from Noble Beast. Um, Tony didn't. Weird. The uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Lindsay brought well brought brought wine, but booze counts. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, no, let's I'll, say I'll booze. widen it to yeah, booze. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because the ones the the interviews I did listen to, the, you're like, it's so weird because. It's no the first one thing no, I would do. Uh, well, that's why I messaged you. Not that I didn't think it was okay, but, you know, it was like I was listening to the trend. You didn't message for permission. You're like, I'm bringing beer. You, like, oh, right. Cool. The, well, that was too. And you're so like, excited. well, you, it was funny because you just wrote fine. I'm like, is he mad? <laughs> he just said fine. Is that okay? <laughs> I bring beer to anything I'm invited to. Well, that's a, In listen, a podcast, that, I'm like, well, I should bring beer. There's no one Well, else listen, does. that should be with anything you go to. Question for you. So when you go out, you and wife, now I know she's pregos, but like, let's say you're invited to a dinner party, even though we go to bed at 9.30. Let's yeah. say you get invited somewhere. You bring something, right? Yeah. Always. I mean, it, Total well, pet peeve of mine. If it's, it would depend on the level of friendship for sure. Right. Because like, I have friends that we've known for 15 years where... We'll cook and they can drink our booze. They'll oh, cook, we yeah. drink their booze. But like um, everyone's always bringing so like, all right, something. So, so Ken, we were talking about my buddy Ken. Yeah. So his birthday was like a month ago. He invited us over his birthday party. We brought a bottle of wine. Exactly. 
Yeah. yeah. You always bring. I think that's custom. Well, that, it's always custom. There are well, no, you bring like, potato salad? Well, no, or nothing. <laughs> oh, God, please bring potato salad. What's wrong that with potato salad? <laughs> what do we do weird? Or not? Well, listen, I'd rather have a potato salad than nothing. I've had people come over and bring nothing. And it's like, really? I just invited you to dinner. You didn't, I mean, you don't have to drink it now, but bring something. In, Show appreciation. In, to clarify too, I don't care that people don't bring anything. No, no, no. The no, reason no. that I have You're, but beer it's and wine and whiskey is because yeah. I want to create. Like, hey, man, I've ordered food for people and just have like, you really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. My buddy uh, Tony, a musician, uh, came over and I was like, "Hey, man, um, I'm just gonna order." He's like, "You want to get some food?" I'm like, "Yes, I'll just order some Angelo's pizza. Will be here when you get here." Your favorite yeah. pizza in Cleveland or what? What's that? Is it your favorite pizza in Cleveland? El Rion, not even close. I know. I so, like Angelo's. I'm not saying that Angelo's, Angelo's is, is old school now. It's now that unbelievably we, overrated. We though. have yes. I only get the deep dish, which really isn't a deep dish. It is wildly overrated. Listen, I'm from Chicago. I'm a deep dish guy. It's not my favorite, but I mean, Il Rion is amazing. Il Rion, Sense, Harlow's, Sense, Sense, Sense is so good. You got to get there, like you said. You got to get there at like four forty nine to get a seat. Well, then you got some other ones that are a little maybe under the radar. Masthead and Humble. Masthead has gotten. Masset has gotten better. Yeah, their pizza's pretty good. Masset has gotten Humble's better. got really good pizza. I like doing that too. What's the new one in Lakewood that Boom. just have you been in? It's pretty good. Yeah. I want to go back for sure. Yeah. But it's, I haven't it's, had it I, yet. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's what I mean. And it's so funny because there's so many restaurants in this in this town. And I always go to the same ones. Like, oh man, did you hear about that new place that opened? So yeah, but I was at Noble or uh, you know, but I just went to Masthead. It's a, so it's, it's a have, lazy thing. We have three that we're not consistently going back to a lot but we they're the ones that we go back to the most noble beast 100 right noble beast is probably the first yeah for sure me my wife my buddy mike the one that i told you about, yeah but i know you know who he is if you walked in here you'd be like that fucking guy <laughs> oh man and, i remember you yeah and his wife <laughs> we just love to go to noble beast together yeah you know we try to do it like every two months we right. go there together yeah um another one for me is lbm for sure yep uh, i was just there last monday same thing. Like, you were out of burgers, though. That's my, my my jam there. I just had a burger there like a month ago. Well, no, I mean, well, they the Monday night, yeah. they had already sold out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's them, yeah. though, you know? Right. It's not a huge place. No. But, I mean, I just, and Eric, he came on here. He yeah, I saw that. He's such a cool guy. Yeah. Just drinking. Well, and he's open. Drinking Malort whiskey at like were two you? in the afternoon. Oh. Did he bring Malort? No, I had. You have Malort? <laughs> no, I got rid of it. Oh. Some ding dong brought it over, and I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> so Malort and, is going to be Eric sold like, now in, not, in Ohio. Did you see it. that? I saw it. So I come, well, I mean, I made listen. a joke on Scene's page about it. Oh, dude, Malort. So we. <laughs> Not to sidetrack, um, we went we to, <laughs> I know, I know, we're ADD. Um, Radiohead has a side band uh, called The Smile. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, have you, have you heard them? I'm aware of it. Yeah, okay. So a buddy of mine went to Chicago and saw him, and um, he was having a grand old time, and it was 1130. I'm like, dude, I just want to go back. Bartender's like, hey, you guys seem pretty cool. You want to shot him a lord? And I just went, no. And he's like, my lord, what's that? I'm like, you don't want that. He's like, oh man, yeah, come on, my lord, my lord. And two shots later, my lord. It's like soy sauce whiskey. It's fucking garbage. It's so gross. It's so gross. And, and you know what? Eric is so, because Eric is a, Eric at LBM. Yeah. If anyone has not been to LBM, one, you should drop what you're doing and go, turn off this podcast and go there. Well, the they, heavy metal have that a, is played 24 7 is amazing. Uh, amazing food. I mean, really, really good food. That's another one where, 
you you just can't because they change your menu like every three months. Yeah, we went and we actually it was my cousin uh, David and his girlfriend Hannah. We went and sat at the bar and um, she had a soup and salad, and then we split a bunch of stuff because they were out of the burger. So yeah. it was like cheesy fries, the shrimp pasta, we got a charcuterie board, which awesome is the poutine. shit. Yeah. Always have an awesome poutine. Yep, buffalo breakfast. Uh, mushroom. Yep. That they always have a great poutine on the menu. Yep. Yep. Well, the sprouts, the pork rinds, everything there is great. I love it there. But they have an amazing, a very good whiskey list. Oh yeah. They have a great whiskey collection. Eric's really into whiskey, and well, I'm I the asshole s- that gets fernet. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I think that's and know that I get hung over every time I drink yeah. it. And I've only had fernet two times with Eric and with Lindsay at flight. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh dude. For, Someone for, hands that to me. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my god. It's it's like it's the hangover blackouts. Oh my god. It's and it's it's herbal, so it's so good and it, it's dangerous. And but I had it. Yeah. I had it. So um, I was at uh, jukebox Monday. My my uh, friends Tony and Caitlin are do they do a pop up there like a, a Italian pop up from their like old school heritage like. Uh, Sub subs and What's they. What is it? Um, uh, um, I'll have to look it up. Pappy's. Here, hold on a sec. Let me look it up. Because uh, I know, so I, I, because I do love a good pop up, and there's some great ones in the city. We're doing the, uh, the biscuit one on Friday. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, Paps Italian Submarine. So they do a pop up there like once once a month or something like that. And they were doing it through pandemic. So they were like, you know, delivering like they were doing um, uh, broth. They were making their own bone broth, and they were like trying to get through like pandemic. And so I went Monday, and it's like I have to tell myself, all right, listen, no shots of fernet. No shots of Fernet. Can I get a high life in a Fernet? Like, I sit down, and I see Caitlin, and I see Tony, and they're like, hey, Fernet? Like, yes. Fernet, high life, sub. I have One never, more Fernet. You know, five more high lives. I have never walked into LBM and not left $100 life. <laughs> I can't do it, man. Because well, it's I, so fun. The atmosphere is so fun. And that's why I can't, can't go it. out. I can't go out. Because I have, like, I was, telling, I was telling Betsy today at uh, one of the bartenders at Noble, um, I had one beer because I knew I was coming here and I knew I was bringing beer and I knew Sean gave us that rush and I was like, be good. Have one. I go, wow, I have one beer with a sandwich. That's never happened. And Betsy's like, yeah, I know. It's usually like six beers and then you like leave with six beers. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. I love leaving there with the six or <laughs> a little the four pack of evil motives. Well, it's always one more. It's always one more for me. So like I drink light there. I'll always, they're, that, um, that Pilsner is amazing because I can drink. Capitan's mine. It's 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 an absolutely delicious. It's one of the most delicious beers in the city. It's light. And Do you fun. have that Dunkel yet? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so just, good. It's I've not had anything there that I did. Even like even ones that I don't like as much. Like I, I'm not like a sour guy. Well, even like when Sean came, you brought that barley wine. That's not really my style. No, I have Man, two sit in my cabinet that? that I haven't opened yet. He gave he gave the he gave staff one. And then I, I I bought one and I've been sitting on two of them. But Ooh. but like so besides Cleveland, what like what are your favorite breweries in Ohio? Like do you know like like should you know Ooh, you know Crook, uh, Crooked Packer? I really like Seventh Sun in Columbus. Okay, it's a very cool place. I really like their beer. Have you been um, to Hoofhearted? Oh yeah, that's a cool little joint too. I love it. Not much of a brewery feel. No, it's more of it's a more of but uh, it's like that white. I think the wall. last three times we've been to Columbus, we've gone to Hoofhard. Okay, so I was down in good food. Yes, good Very food good too. Food. Good good menu. I mean, it's all juicy IPAs, which you know, 
I'll, See, I'll now cry. for me, and, and, and I like Juicy. I do, I do. But the, I like, like a variety. Of, sure. Like, and this is my. I'm not knocking on Masthead, but every time I go in there, well, it's like 60 IPAs. That's what they have. Yeah. Like they don't. I'm like, throw a fucking red ale. Give me yeah. a stout, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, you know, and it's, it's four and, and like. It's fine, but don't make them all fourteen percent. I yeah. can't. I can't sit here. But you and go drink to Noble that. Beast; they had eight beers on draft. Five are different. Exactly, They're and you can styles. pick and choose. Like I'll go with my cousin Bob. Like, and he's, he's like my devil. He's like it's it's three o'clock. He's getting off work because he goes in early. He works at he um, works at the Ritz Carlton. He's like, hey, what are you doing? It's like, fuck. Like, all right, I'll meet you at Mobile Noble. And it's like so. It's like you know, you start with a you know Pilsner and you move into the big feelings that we had and then i had i think i had the eric's ipa and then i'm like what's well, god bless you and then let's you. let's have one more yeah we'll we'll have a murder balance like, oh, all right i gotta go good closer <laughs> it's always i love the stout for the closer i love the stout. all right that's an one is, you wait, get one more murder balance a porter isn't it yeah but okay. i mean dark beer i know what you're saying yeah dark beer but hoof-hearted wolf ridge have you been a crooked pecker oh yeah <sighs> crooked pecker was at the uh uh, the beer fest at the the science center last last weekend. Oh, nice! Not last weekend, the weekend before. Do you do like to do festivals? Did you do? Fuck did yeah. you do? Uh, I did the one at the Guardian Stadium. I've done the science center twice. Did the convention center before? Did you do Winter Warmer at uh, down in the flats? No, I didn't do that one. <sighs> That's the one. That is the one you need to go to. I'm telling you, out of all of them, that is the holy grail. And this year they did two two nights. They did a Friday, <laughs> which was all huge beers. You gonna sneeze again? Yeah, I think. Okay. Well, you get one more. Well, that's it. Then house. I tell you to I shut. Then I gotta tell you to shut the fuck up. I can up. sneeze for the remainder of this podcast. <laughs> it's my house. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, but no, that is like the holy grail of like beers. Like Have you festivals. been to the one in uh, Pittsburgh? Has like the first of all, I love Pittsburgh. Sec- it's an underrated town, man. Totally. I know we're supposed to fucking, fucking Steelers, them, whatever. But I'll tell you what, man. I've had so. M- I've seen. I've seen so many great shows. I saw Chappelle there. Oh, really? Yeah, it was fucking back in the day, or like not too long ago after COVID. No, right before. Okay, right before. Okay, Um, but Pittsburgh has the second largest beer fest. I don't remember what it's called. It's outside, and my wife and I had a fucking blast. I love that. I mean, there had that. to be two hundred breweries there. Oh, that's so great, and tickets don't matter. No one's, no one's. You twenty five dollars. Oh, drink the, tickets. the the one I went to two weeks ago at the Science Center. Yeah. They don't even have tickets anymore. Why, why like, even we don't bother? take them anyway. Yeah, just, yeah. What's the point? Cares. What's the point? Um, there's a, there's my two... buddy and I rolled out of that place around ten forty five. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, and so From like eight, and it's just like little glasses, but the the. Sh- like five point five is the the lowest you're gonna find of these things. Yeah, it's just not a thing. And and that's like a a, um, a palate cleanser five point five because everything else is so big. Yeah, you know. So um, there's those two breweries that I love going to when I'm there. It's um, Cinderlands, look it up, and then um, Dancing Gnome. I know that one. Yes. Dancing Gnome, one of my faves, and I. I always go there when I go to Pittsburgh. I've got two two good friends that live there, and. and it's so funny because some sometimes shows always roll into the Pittsburgh and never to Cleveland. So it's like two hour drive. Yeah. Like um, my morning jacket's playing Pittsburgh this summer, which I'm a big fan. Um, the smile. Um, actually, they're playing Cleveland too. Um, but Dancing Gnome, I don't leave there with under two hundred dollars worth of beer, and it's like, oh, what it's do tough. I, it's, why do I do this myself? It's uh, there's. Do you have like a? Well, actually, well, you said you've never been to Boston. No. Okay. Um, 
I highly recommend going to Sam Adams. Really? Oh, dude. Serious? Just just for the experience? The experience, man. Yeah. First of all, I, I love Sam Adams beer. I really do. Still? I, I love still do. Boston Lager is a great but beer. But you don't buy it. No, probably not. Yeah. But uh, like if I if I want like I'll buy a Boston Lager here for sure. Really? Oh yeah, I like their beer, but also their beer tour. You, first you get 3 beers. Nice. The 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 brewery is not big. Really? It is not. How many that's barrels? That's the wild thing about it. It's How many just, if you were to guess? What what do you think you remember? 10? Maybe. Wow. It is not big. That's crazy. It is not a big place. You get like 3 beers on this tour. That's like an hour and a half. It's fucking fun, man. Oh man, it's that the first. Awesome. It's the first brewery tour I ever went on in my life. Yeah, I've never done a and brewery to this day, tour, and I've done it every time I've gone back, even though nice. I know. What so to why expect. did you go for the same reason? Go yeah. to Boston for um, what you had told me. Uh, the first Salem. time I went to Boston was just to go. Yeah, um, I've been there three times. The second time was when we went to uh, 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 Salem. Okay, um, which was kind of an accident. We didn't plan it, but someone's like, "Hey, you know, what? we're right around like the twenty fifth take this 30 minute bus ride train ride to, to Salem nice and it's fucking awesome we spent the entire day there no it's shit great. it's awesome yeah I was uh down Asheville I got a friend down in Asheville and that's, we did that, that about is... two years ago we did that 20 <laughs> it was actually the time that I think we got COVID <laughs> no shit we got all through like the COVID fucking dark ages and then, <laughs> dark ages yeah, nice. and then like all that bullshit <laughs> i almost had covid like 12 times <laughs> don't you always feel I, I, that way i probably and you I, just figured I out i was isolated five times because i thought i might have it never no never got it um you, oh okay december 2021 uh my wife and i my my uh in-laws live in florida okay and we've done the drive so many times like this drive fucking sucks yep oh it does let's, it's let's, nine hours it's just it's horrible oh to florida Oh, not to Florida. I was talking to Asheville. But oh, to Florida. Asheville's like 24, yeah. to drive Florida. <laughs> Florida. Asheville's, yeah, about eight or nine. Yeah. So we're like, well, let's break, because we had the dogs with us. Yeah, we're oh like, my you know God. what, let's pack them up. For them, it's great. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, sure. I put the seats down. The whole back seat is just bags, blankets, and pillows. They're <laughs> and dogs. fine. We got an Airbnb in Asheville, stayed for like two days. Nice. And just brewery hop the whole time. And uh, there are such a blast. But the day that we're leaving to do our second leg to go down to Florida... My wife's like, I don't feel good. She's like, look, you know, we're heading down to see my phone. Like, let me just, let's get a COVID test. And we're like farther south, so there's tests everywhere. Right. Because no one gives no a shit one, down there. Well, no one I had mean, them up we here. we walked in the Walgreens. Oh, no, there was none up here. Yeah. We walked in the Walgreens. It was like a museum of tests. They were just fucking everywhere. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. When you leave your hub and you go somewhere else and you're like, why isn't this up here? We, we struggled to get our second... Uh, our, our, our first booster, like we couldn't get an appointment. It was so tough. We finally got it right before we left because we're like, hey, again, we're going down to see, right? You know, their her elderly parents. Right. So we got to get our booster. Um, so yeah, we got the booster like a week later. Got COVID. So <laughs> she's like, we should just get a test. So I go to the first gas station and my, and when I say that this like the box is like results five to twelve minutes or some shit like that. Right. It was like four seconds. <laughs> you my you wife put that snot that on in, there. Yeah. She like <laughs> nose fucked herself and then stuck the and then she put that <laughs> thing in that tube and it was like boom, COVID. And she's like, okay, could be a false positive. So I went and grabbed two more. They came back, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Drove home. Yeah. We had the and we're in and I never actually even technically I never had COVID because I never tested because I was like, look Obviously, I'm going to quarantine with you because I'm sure I have it. I got right. sick like two days later. Right. And we oh, just, you did get sick, but you just never I tested just never yourself. Officially How'd tested. you feel? Like a cold. It's like Man, a two, t- two, two, three day cold time. I've, I've had it. I've had it once. 
as, as, as long as I, as much as I know, I've had it once. Yeah. Um, and I was in, ironically, I was in Pittsburgh and uh, that I, I think I got it. Cause you don't know when you got it. You, no. you know, I was down there for two days. I was, it was right before Super Bowl, and I came home and I actually was going to stay down there and I, I woke up and I felt this fist in my back and I slept in my, my good friend's son's bunk bed. And I was like, well, you know, he's 12. I'm sleeping in a bunk bed. Maybe it's just him. It's just sheets. Yeah, you know, maybe I've just got the flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went home, tested myself. I felt fine. Or I, I tested negative. And next day, um, I woke up and it was like a fucking freight train hit me. I never felt fatigue like that in my entire fucking life. Like, I was like, oh, I got COVID. I'll go do stuff. Like, I'll work on the house. You know, I had this, you know, older house. They, they fixed it up, the one I bought, but I couldn't do anything. Like I literally could not do anything. It so you was got so smacked w- hard. What? You got smacked hard. Oh yeah, uh, hard. But I wasn't like. I, I. It's so funny. I got. I had the bullshit Omicron. Oh, you did. Uh, which one was that? The bullshit one. That was like a, the first one. Legitimately, like no, that was like the the, the last one. one. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know what they There's call so the last now. one, but like, yeah. but I mine, think was, the middle mine one? was the mutated where it was easier to get, but m- much, much more mild. It was literally just a cold. Yeah, I, I, I just felt fatigue, and I got the chills the last day, and then I lost taste the last day. Well, I mean, that's legit. Yeah, it was, it was super weird, like the way it I happened. knew people that lost taste for like a month. So scary. I think I'd rather be deaf. Yeah, uh, what? <laughs> What'd you say? I, I think I'd rather be deaf than what? not be able to taste and smell food. What'd you say? <laughs> oh, you have COVID. Yeah. Oh, God, I have COVID I'm now. sorry I'm like comedy <laughs> podcasting to pick up on your joke. So that's it. <laughs> I, uh, I, before, before COVID actually shut everything down, I got real sick like two weeks before that. Right. And I mean sick. I mean really fucking sick. I haven't been... Oh, I don't even want to say it out loud. Go ahead. But I was... It knocked me out for like... Four days. Like, I, I, I remember the timeline because I came home from jiu-jitsu Tuesday night. And an hour after being home, I'm sitting there, and I start coughing kind of hard. Yeah. And my wife is looking at me like, where's that coming from? I woke up the next day, and I was like, this isn't even a debate. I cannot go to work. And not because... When's the last time you were sick like that? Can you even remember? 30. Yeah, when I right? was thirty. Yeah, right. Like, like when so I had like ago. a flu and I was throwing up for like a week. Yeah, that was the I, last time that I was that sick. It's it's, it's actually the last time I can remember being sick. I, yeah. I don't really get sick. Yeah, and neither do I. I got I got I got sick. So right before I did two trips, I did a when I when not when COVID started or when the pandemic started. It was the first trip I had taken. Like I. I was working at Noble and I had taken two weeks off and I was going on a snowboard trip into Park City and we were doing all this back country and we had all this shit planned. Three days into it, everything got shut down, even mountains. No one no one was letting anyone do anything. Three days into a two-week fucking trip of trying to go snowboarding and I had done that Park City trip and then prior to that in, in – um, I forget what month it was. I had, I had gone to Colorado with a few friends and I had gotten sick but like – it was before anyone. It was like in the news a little bit. Like, oh, I, oh there's I, this thing going on in, and I had gotten this horrible cough. And and you know, I think a lot of people were like, oh, you know, I had I had COVID before I even know what COVID was. You know, and when we got into like late March, people were like, remember when you really got sick in January? That was COVID. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Like, I got mine like 
the last week of February. Okay. And I, I, I heard, kind of heard COVID. Said it more like a joke. Yeah. And, uh, but I was, I mean, I was crippled. Like I was for, I was putting two, three t-shirts on my nightstand. Me too. Because I was sweating, and I mean really yep. sweating through them. I'd wake up at midnight, take one off, put another one on. I was drenched. So it, I was, bad. I wasn't really eating. I was like, it's just, it, it was, it was rough. And I, but I was more concerned. I'm like, man, I really hope I get better. I'm supposed to go to Florida the next week. <laughs> did I was you? To go to, I did. Uh, I was oh, was that the to, trip? I was supposed to go to Miami for a work trip that was completely paid for. Staying in this really nice hotel. I'm like, I gotta fucking, I gotta. I'm get going. Better. You know, I gotta go. I gotta go, and I did. I went down there, gave COVID to everybody. <laughs> but you know, and then we, when we finally got our first COVID test, we did like the antibodies that tells you if you had it. Oh, the I last never did. Yeah. Months, nothing. And I came back negative, so I don't think I had. At least per that test, which was probably not true. But I mean, everything that they describe COVID as, that's what I had the week before I went to Miami. I and then like it, it happened Tuesday. By Friday, I was feeling better. By Saturday, I was like, man. I feel way better, but I had three days where I lived in my bedroom, didn't move. So um, the podcast you did with with Lindsay, you guys were talking about a pandemic and like yeah. oh you know, and you had said you they pretty much your old job let you go, like a week after the pandemic. So I, and I can again I can tell you the dates of that I got back from Miami, uh, March eleventh. Yeah, March eighteenth, the following Sundays when yeah. they closed all restaurants and. March 25th, I believe, is when uh, I was like, oh, it's like two weeks. Did and you that, get Did you get government money? Yeah. Yeah. It actually, it, it's dumb the way it worked out. Uh, and had I known it was going to work out this way, I would have really taken advantage of this. Yeah. Not that I didn't. No, right. I was getting fucked up all of April. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, well, and that's the thing is like, I, so I got stuck. So, so my buddy Flock, his last name. Jim. James Flock? James Flock. Fucking A. Shut up. He's traveling all over the place, right? You know Jim Flock. I do. One of my best friends. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, not, dude. I'm, I've, I, have, I haven't talked to him since we were in college, but because he travels all over like he's different in countries. Africa. Yeah. He, 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 lives, he lives in Tanzania right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's been over there for like 15 I've been following him just because it's just so cool what so he's that's, doing. So that's my Park City trip. That's Flock. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I forgot what the fuck was that. How many fucking flocks are there? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, like my friend Flock, I'm like, oh, I'm sure it's a different flock. Yeah, it's not that flock. It's not Jim. Um, we got, we, so we couldn't go anywhere. And his sisters who live out there at very well off, they're huge, huge mansions. And so we got stuck in, his sister's basement for 10 days, which was three houses. And we'd wake up. And of course, I'm, you know, he's he's on another time because he's stuck here now because he can't go back because of COVID. So oh, he's yeah, trying yeah. to work. So he's getting it up at like, so I mean, over there, Tanzania, you're up at midnight our time when it's eight o'clock there. So he's getting up at like three to try to figure out what needs to be done and all these things. I'm getting up, I'm cracking a beer, I'm making breakfast. He's all freaking out. And it it it, it was the same thing. And then I got back here and was like, all right, well, what do I do? So I went to Home Depot and I just I built a deck and I built a fence and I pretty much like renovated my backyard for like 
six months. Oh, I didn't do that. I got <laughs> fucked up. Like, I mean, I drank, but I mean, I, I was like, I'll go fucking crazy if I don't do something. Yeah, I got leaving Las Vegas drunk for like <laughs> 60 straight days. I was, because, you know, March, I was like, all right, no one's fucking working. You know, I'd only... And I was I was pissed obviously because yeah. like, my company just had this meeting where they're like, "Did you get like a package or anything like that?" Or they were just like, "Fuck off." One week it was half a paycheck. I got one week pay. My company was dog shit. They were already oh. doing bad. Right. Like the thing we've joked around here a lot with a lot like COVID. What COVID did for on the on the business corporate side, yeah, is it made bad run companies impossible to hide that they were badly run. Right. Because you know revenue streams just kind of disappeared like that. Right. So if you're a company living paycheck to paycheck, and you'd be surprised how many companies do that. I think a lot. A lot of them do. Yeah. They borrow, they borrow, and they 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 until they can't front. do it anymore. Yeah, a lot of companies are honestly like Instagram filters. They, right. They, they try to make it look like they're doing well, and they're not. Right. My company, the one I was working for in downtown Cleveland, I won't say the name, but yeah. it's in downtown Cleveland. It's a background screening company. You can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, they laid off a third of their workers. Wow. More a, a, a after that. And were you going in every day? Yeah. So they had a lease somewhere. They had three floors. I think they got out of it. But, I hope uh, so. But essentially, that, that that's or what it was. I. They they laid just everybody. They were laying off like people like like fifty at a time. You know, it was just it was just the way that it was. And you know, it was a. Uh, they were having us do really shitty things too. Yeah. They were. So you're happy to go. No, I needed money. <laughs> no, but I mean, like in the long haul oh, in the of long things, run, yeah. like I mean, you I, know, I know that company's not doing well. Yeah, right. Uh, and it hasn't been for a while. They've been trying to sell the place for a really long time. Right. But it's so poorly run. People, when you're selling a company, it's not like a sticker price. Right. Where it like, looks cool. They dig into your books and they find yeah. out you're very badly run. Right. Which is why they can't sell it. Right. So, but they, they started off, you know, that way, and then just you know did that, but. You know, March, you know, the last week of March was kind of just bullshit. I was just kind of, I'm like, all right, obviously no one's hiring now. And then you get into April, you're like, fuck, I thought this would be over by now. Well, and it's not ending. So April turned into a very, like, like I was reenacting the Doors movie, like, every day. Like, you know, I, great I was. Great movie, by the way. Was, it was an amazing movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was doing stuff. I was trying to stay busy, but there's only so much you can do. By right. the time I got to one o'clock in the afternoon. Right. We're I'm like, beer. I'll have a beer. Yeah. And then I'll by two o'clock, I'm yeah. like, I'll have another beer. By four, I'm like, how much whiskey do I have left? <laughs> and then by five, I'm ordering burritos. And I did that for like 60 days. Wow. And Proud you know, of you. Yeah. That's sort just of. what I did. And, <laughs> You know, it was just one of those things you just you didn't. Well, know. everybody. I mean, not everybody, but I mean, I being out of town and you're seeing the world yeah. close, and you're and and That's I had fucking wild. Man. Well, and I had contracts, I had jobs, I had things that were moving along that were already paid for, like things that I needed to finish, um, down payments that were already given to me. What do I do? Do we want to finish this? Am I gonna have a job after I finish this shit? Um, I mean, I had a little bit of, um, uh, I mean, I got a little bit of money, like business wise, through the government, but not a lot. But I mean, I, I was very fortunate that I had closed a bunch of things before shit hit the fan. And yeah. thank God things got better. I mean, I actually surprisingly stayed pretty busy during. I mean, luckily with the building that I'm in, like people come and go. So I didn't see a lot of people. You close your you close your studio door and you work, you know. I mean, I, I mean, they obviously wanted you to wear a mask when you were outside, but I, I mean, I didn't have to worry about working with anybody, which was fantastic. Yeah, that that's nice. You know, it's the well, I'm working from home now. It's got to be. Do you like it? I'm indifferent. 
Yeah. You know, it's it's it is what it is. I don't care. Yeah. I, I see negatives, I see positives, I don't I don't really care. Um, you know, for I don't know, for me it was you know, the the way that it worked out was kind of wild. Um, April, I knew nobody was hiring. May, yeah. I realized no one was hiring. Right. June, because I, I was applying and looking every day. Yeah. Um, some of it was fear. Some of it was just, I'm just not a guy that hasn't not worked for a long time. Well, and, and you, you know? start freaking out. Because oh, you want to yeah. be doing, you want, I mean. Eight you, days into this, I was like, fuck. Yeah, this is this is horrible. I, I'm not one to sit around. I can't sit around. So that's why I kind of did what I did. Yeah, it was it like, sounds, all right, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to make yeah. something. Because so this is stupid. I finally, and, and the unemployment thing was kind of tough because, yeah. I mean, 40 million people were unemployed Getting at the Getting on that phone time. and trying to trying to get somebody? It was very hard. Very, So very even hard. when you're going through the app, like it was overloaded, you would you know, submit everything and you're like, okay. So what ended up happening is with unemployment and with the COVID money, yeah. my paycheck actually never changed. It was literally almost like within $50. So wow. it was wild. How long did that go for? A year? A week? Well, no. It, I don't remember exactly, but it lasted a week A week after I got my new job. Okay. So, you, so well, I you literally find... didn't miss a beat financially, which that worked out for a lot of people, obviously. Yeah. Some people it did not. For a while, people... I didn't even want to do it anymore. Like, it, it was it was still coming in, but it was like... Oh, I could do it, but... Yeah, I, I, I didn't want... Like, I, 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 like, I was working. Things were kind of not back to normal, but I didn't need it. And, I, and it was like, okay... I don't want your money anymore. Go away. Well, it turned out later. I'm like, wow, I should have just kept doing this. Like, I don't know if you've, you've kept up with when they finally did analysis. 40% of the COVID money that went out was completely fraudulent. <sighs> I mean, most of it was fraudulent. Yeah. It was, I mean, a frightening amount of it was fraudulent. I mean, people were people were getting money that didn't need money. There was something like, well, not surprising. I mean, this is being done by our governments. You know, our <laughs> exactly. government done like in a short amount of time. There's no way there's the millions be done and well. billions. It was so insane. obviously a lot of people were lying about yeah. that, and uh, and which kind of sucks because there's probably people that needed it. Yeah, you know, there were businesses that didn't get it that yeah. probably needed it, and they were. I've read one story where something like four billion dollars went to the same address. You're like, what, what job does this guy have, and how did no one pick up on that? Did he get a? Did he get in trouble? Nope. Well, because now who's gonna? Yeah. Who's going to, the same people that fucked it up originally, the ones going to investigate it? I mean, they know that most of that, a, a large, nearly half of it was fraudulent and it sucks. Welcome to America. Exactly. So, but, you know, for me, it ended up just, I ended up getting a job, got like a $5,000 pay raise in my base, and I never skipped a beat. Plus, you had a couple things that helped where you had some, uh, mortgage relief where you'd only had to if you wanted to you can only pay like a, a fraction of it right like if your mortgage is you know fifteen hundred dollars you can pay six hundred right and it just adds on later not a big deal it gives you relief utilities couldn't really get shut off yeah so a lot of people obviously abuse the shit out of that and that's honestly a lot of people probably still are you know like you hear about there are so many people that don't go back don't want to go back to work the one thing well, they're that not like 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 the like the and this isn't a political statement, but the Biden administration says unemployment's the lowest it's been in 20 years. Yeah, because we took 20 million people out of the denominator right. because they're like, we're not working, fuck you. Right, yeah. Well, and I'm not saying they're wrong. They don't want to. No, they, but... I know people that figured it out. They're like, you know what? One thing that happened during COVID was I figured out and my family figured out or my wife and I figured out that you know we can get by and we just... Because a lot of people just change the way that they live to right. accommodate with what's going on. And they're like, oh... A year later, like like people like 
canceled cable or subscriptions and they never went back to them because they're like, turns out we don't need that shit anymore. Well, and you know what? That's what's crazy is because COVID, as horrible as it was, I don't want to say good things came out of it. But it did. It's fine. I've it, said it. It, it, it is true. It's, it's better true. I mean, says it too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, it's, it's crazy. But like a lot of people in the industry, uh, service industry, figured out that they don't want to do that anymore. They yeah. want to work a nine to five job. That they don't like working weekends. And then bars kind of went away from the one and two o'clock curfew time of like staying open and now it's like a, a lot, lot of bars are 11 which is which makes total sense the bars that were staying open till two not close at 11 yeah and it, it makes so much so much more sense like um fine dining went away kind of no one really listen i i love fine dining I, I like fine dining more when i do it at home now like Everything I can do there. And like, listen, I love going to sit at a bar and, and being able to order five courses and drink a bottle of wine with my friends. But when the check comes, I'm not pretty happy about that. Like, I can do everything that is done there at my house now and have friends over. We've adopted a lot of the stuff that uh, just – so we um, we maybe go out – we go out to dinner once once a week. Yeah. You know, we'll like – any, Like anything. Yeah, we'll yeah. just pick a place. Yeah. And we'll do that, but I mean, we cook in. St- I mean, like I like yeah, like on Sunday, I was making, I was food prepping, yeah, you know, for like a couple hours. God, just, we're we're old. Just well, that's just what it yeah, is. Yeah, it but, is. But in the, the, you put the numbers in front of me, like this makes complete sense. Totally, fifty dollars can feed me all week, or fifty dollars can be Shit. one meal. Twenty, you know? like I mean, I, I I twenty bucks now. It's like, and I don't mind it. It's like I love I love being able to go home play with my dog, and and I go and get beer. I'll go to Crooked Packer. I'll go to Noble Beast. I'll go to Masthead. I'll go to oh, yeah. Rosie's Rosie's, whatever you want to call it. Call whatever you want, man. I, honestly, you call as long as you're buying it, I don't think they care. <laughs> Rosie's? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a... Rosé's. Rosé's. <laughs> oh, fucking cares. Well, okay, that's good. Um, there's a brewery you got to try. It's an it's an Anchorage brewery. It's at Rosie's. Ask them about it. They do... No, I've had it. Have you? The reason I go to... The reason I go there... Is because they all because I like to try new beers. Right. They always have, like I'll go there. Honestly, I'll probably spend like 50, 60 bucks every time I Easy. go there because I'll get six different types of yeah. beers. They're yeah. ten bucks a pop. Anchorage Brewery. I, I know awesome. I've had it. Like they, they always have really good, like different hazies. They got different black lagers. They yep. got different yep. porters, like yep. stuff that I've never heard of. And then also standards that I love, like uh, like J J F B is is one that I've you know c- yep. kind of found yep. a lot that I like. Obviously Noble Beast. Right. They got some good Jolly Scholars in there sometimes. There's really a very underrated Jolly Scholar man. Very underrated. Any... Yeah. It's, it's a. They also have which and this is shout out to to Alex at Jukebox. Alex turned me on to Toplin Goliath, which Never is a brewery in Iowa, I believe. Okay. He brought it over here when he came on, and they always have it at Rosie's. Okay. And I always get it. Pseudo suit. It's like a really easy drinking, like you know, uh, 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 like a uh, pilsner. No, like a, a pale ale. Okay, but it's a real easy, really. Easy, and for me, like a lot of, a lot of sometimes pale ales, lagers. I think more than anything. Okay, a lot of them just taste like Miller Lite. Yeah. So when you come across a lager that's got a different kind of flavor vibe right. to it, I just that's mine. I stick to it. Jolly Scholar's got some of those, uh, but there's a. It's called Pseudo Sue. It's a tall boy four four pack can purple purple gray can. Anytime I see it, I grab it. But oh, it's nice! Top, it's Toppling Goliath. It's it's a nothing fancy, no no frills, but it's a good drinker. Nice. I was just talking to Alex about it on Friday. 
And I was like, I've never stopped drinking it since you brought it over. Oh, that's awesome. And oh, I'm gonna have to. I'll have to have look it. for it. They have to, have I'll, I'll forget. You'll have to text it to me because yeah. I'll forget. Oh, I'll send it to you. Yeah. yeah. I actually just drank the last one that I had last night. Of course you did. <laughs> but it's just, you know, that's that's just, that's why I love that place so much. And there's a couple here, like Ross's Beverage down in Detroit, too, also has a really good selection. They have a really good selection of German beer, if you like German beer. Really? Like like legit German beer. From, not like, I like Kolsch's, like actual German yeah, beer. Yeah, right. Like when we do like an in-home, which is what happens when you get older. Yeah. When you do, <laughs> when you do an in-home, like Oktoberfest, yep. like going to Oktoberfest, you just have like th- four friends over. And you just like make your food and drink a bunch of German beer. I go to Ross Beverage because they have a lot of German beer. I got a buddy down in, um, uh, he's in Northfield, like Macedonia. And so we'll do a seafood boil every fall. Nice. And really it's, good and it's, and it's hoof hearted, it's crooked pecker, it's, it's all big beers. We all, we sh- we'll open a can, we'll have tasters, we'll share it. And, and it's just like all night. And, and then it's, it's ends with big stouts. As gotta, big gotta, as possible. I got to show you this this book. It's right over there. It's the the, the largest book at the bottom of uh, that stack right there. What's it say? Um, it's some. I don't remember what it's called, but essentially, <laughs> it's it's just like the history of beer types of beer. But there's a section in it, like the the, <coughs> the bottom, the, the last section of it. It's uh, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 pages deep. Yeah. But it's basically the type of beer you should drink with certain meals. Like it's the best. Pairing. Oh, that's sweet. It's like, if you have seafood, you should have this. If you have dessert, you should have this. If you have, you know, like a sandwich, like a BLT, you should yeah. have this. It's fucking great. Oh, that's awesome. It's amazing. That's awesome. And that's kind of what got me into Kolsch's lately. Right. Is like, like a good, like German Kolsch with maybe like a little bit of flavor. Like there's a, a double wing brewing, which I think is down in Akron. Okay. They have like a blueberry Kolsch, which is good. But it's not like that fatheads one. Like it's not an overpowering blueberry. Right. It's a it's a it's a it's a faint hint, but it's delicious. And like there's some things you're just like, if you're having this, this is what you should have. Oh, that's sweet. So I've literally been just like like checking that out. Like you should have a brown ale with this. Brown you should ale. have a port oh ale with this. It's like Newcastle, really that was my jam back in the day. Newcastle's got Newcastle. a good brown ale. Southern Tier's got a good brown ale. Yeah, they do. Um have you been good. to Missing Mountain? Oh yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So good. There's so much good beer in Cleveland. And not even Cleveland, just like around around. Well, Akron's beer. kicking up. Akron's kicking up. They got a couple good ones down there. They got the Arche's pretty Arche. good. And Arche uh, is is Missing Mountain next to Arche? Yeah, they're right next to What's the one in Chagrin that's Mountain? Well, there's a Missing Falls. Missing that's Falls. In, that's in that's, Calgo, or No, that's the one Calgo next Falls to Arche's. Stowe area. Missing Falls is the one next to Arche, isn't it? Missing Mountain is the one in Chagrin Falls. Or by uh, Cuyahoga Falls. I always get these mixed up. It's it, but but we have we're we're. Close. I think Missing Falls is in Cuyahoga Falls. I think Missing yeah. Mountains right next to Arche. But there's some really good ones down. There. Yeah. Uh, acronyms right in downtown. They got some good beers too. But I mean, yeah, they're like it, that's why I I'm honestly like I'll just start sending like screenshots of like that book or that page. Like my buddies, are like where are you at? You need a red ale with that shit. <laughs> Why like, aren't you drinking this? They're with like, that? I'm at Chili's. <laughs> yeah, right. Chili's. You fucking god. Idiot. When's the last time you went to a chain restaurant? Oh shit. Right. Well, you know, we were talking about like you know going out and stuff like that. Like my wife and I are actually pretty good at that. We do have the ones like the LBMs and the Noble Beasts. Yep. That are literary tavern in Tremont on their big yeah, one. Yeah, very really, good. Really love. Um, but we're pretty good about trying the newer. There's just too many things in here to to go to the same place over and over again. Applebee's. For us, we just love, obviously Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, the one in Barberton's amazing. <laughs> but I mean, as like, for Amy, she's great. We were able to get into Yaya, you know, like a oh yeah, a, oh my or Jaja. Is it Jaja. spelled J? Is it spelled Jaja? Pronounced Yaya? I don't fucking know. Whatever. Yes, it was 
Yes and yes. So good. I have not been. Oh, man. Well, it's fucking really hard to get into. Yeah, I know. Like, we were looking in the... Oh, you know, we had tickets to go see Jerry Seinfeld downtown, like, about three weeks ago. How was it? It was so fun. And uh, we were like, oh, it'd be so good to go down there. It was the same thing like, we were right. just talking about. If I'm going to do something downtown, it turns into an event. We're yep. gonna like, all right, where are we going to start? Where do you want to go after? Shit like that. And my wife just kept checking, and there was a cancellation, and we got into... Nice. To Yaya. And it was... Fucking delicious, man. Oh, man. It really was, man. I gotta there try, were, and I forget about that stuff. It's like, it's oh, so man, good. I should go out. Like, between that, Amba's another great one. I haven't been there yet, either. <sighs> it's so good, it's right man. by my house, It's too. so, so... Cordelia, you been to Cordelia yet? Nope. I, I But that's what I'm talking about. Yep. Like, you know, we don't go... We go out once... But you so find like, that one spot and do it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, this Saturday, we're gonna try to find a new spot. Like, Zug, we haven't been there. We're gonna try to go there. Zug's really good. Yeah, I, that's... Yeah. We're just... There, there's yeah. just too many things to choose from. Right. You know, and then of course you have you know your kind of normal staples around here. That if we want to go out somewhere that's good, there's so many we can always go to Noble yep. Peaks. We can always go yep. to LBM. Yeah, there's too many cool places. We yeah. can head out to Tremont. Tremont. You know, literally, yeah. I think Larry Tavern's. I think the one that more they they do just good business. Yeah, for sure they do fine. It's yep. like they're struggling for sure. But I still think more people should know about that place. Yeah, well, it's a, it's like it's like a diamond in the rough. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of those places. That's it's so that's, good. That's, Cleveland too. I mean, I'm a I'm a huge Southside fan. I love Southside. They lost me after the pandemic. Really? I had two bad experiences there. And I food or customer service. Both. I don't care about the service. Oh, see, I it needs to be good service. I, I'm not saying that. It, I I'm not saying that. Right. I give a lot of leniency about the service. Sure. The first time we were there, I, it was so crowded. It was uh, we were there for brunch, and I was like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. You know, it's brunch nice is always outside. a shit I don't show. Give a shit. Yeah. Have a good time. But the food was not good. Really? But I was like, you know what, man? So, but it's, I literally just posted this like two days ago on okay. like my stories. I'm like, don't give a bad review. After I saw one, that after one trip. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, and we went back again, and it was literally the exact same thing. Like that's I, too bad. Like I went from having like a good breakfast sandwich there to like what tasted like a Jimmy Dean biscuit. It was so probably was. It was just bad. You oh, know? that sucks. And uh, service was bad each time. But again, I don't care about that. See, I you know what? If you're gonna be in the industry and do it, and you know what? And that's another thing that's come out. People are hiring anybody in the industry. Mm. They need they need they need bodies. There's jobs they, open everywhere. Yeah, they need they need people in their restaurant. Working. You and I could walk down the street right now. We could probably get hired at two different places. Everywhere New needs York. somebody. Yeah. They just do. For sure. And, you know, and, and that which is why I don't care about look, if if my I've I waited tables and bartender for three years. I know what that shit's like. I have no idea what it's fucking like now. It's a but shit show. I give them whatever. I'm like, if it takes a long time, it takes a long time. Yeah, I you can't get you can't get angry more. I mean, you just need good service. I don't need someone to tell me that, you know, give me attitude because yeah. you know, I've been waiting for If it takes an hour to get my food, that's fine. Whatever it happens. But it better be good. But I, I prefer I'm like honestly, I'm not even really like a super picky eater. I'm not saying that's really? good. I don't want it to be bad. My last two right. there were bad. Damn. Where even I'm just like, God, this is bad. My wife's like, it's not good if oh. you think it's bad. Yeah, because I'm just not. I can get by a lot of shit, right? You know, and I love right. supporting. Oh yeah, the local, always sure, local, man. always local. But it's just that one kind of lost me. And then I talked to my buddy. He's like. Same. We tried like three no times. Shit. We kept giving them chances, but and maybe it's just the brunch. I know that's kind of a shit show, like you said. It is a shit show. But that's a place that I, I used to really, really love. You know, I did. Yeah, I try not to. I try not to do brunch anymore. Um, because, oh, I I, like I said, I do it at home. So, but like, it's all it, like um, next door, Dante next door. I, I like sitting at the bar there. That's always a great place. Um, Fat Cats is another one. Fat Cats. I have actually haven't done brunch there. <sighs> Good. 
Dinner, brunch, I love that. Oh, place, everything, man. yeah, everything. It's for great. sure, yeah. Fat Cat's is that's, great. That's another one that we don't go to enough, but I love. Yeah. That, every time I go there, I, I love this place. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think where else. I mean, and like they keep they keep re- reopening. Well, you know, uh, when when Doug Tratner came on, he gave me this uh, the, this little handout. Great thing. interview, by the way. He was great. He's such a good dude. He's such a good dude. That was and that was more of a interview, I yeah. think. You know, yeah. But he and I had a really good time. He was just the, the I, I mentioned it in, in the episode. The way that he and I kind of linked up is that he reached out to me on Twitter. Oh, He's nice! Like, hey, man, there's a, a, a grammatical error in your bio. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Thank you. Would you like to come on my podcast? I'm like, really? Because there's only like eight words in my bio. Like, <laughs> I fucked one of them up. And I was like, also, if you ever want to come on, he's like, here's my email. He's such a awesome. nice guy. Yeah. Really cool Yeah, no, dude. that was a really, really good interview. He stayed for like 45 minutes after, and we just fucked around. He's such a good dude. Oh, nice. He, he was a really, really good guy. Yeah, he's um, he's he's actually good on social media. He's fun to watch. Him and his wife travel around a lot. He's got a great story. He, yes, it was a great he was story. He public defender. I did not know that. I did not know that. He, and you know, from where he came from to, to being, you know, working with Simon and like all of that, it's awesome. Like you like. Seven. Seven fucking books. And the, you know what? I have all of them. I have all of them. And you know what? Also, like, reviews. Honestly, I never really gave reviews in general. Like, a, a, right. if you've read his reviews, you see why he is looked at the way that he is. Right. His reviews are like a short story. Yeah. They're so good. So good. I brought it up multiple times because it was the one that stuck out to me the most because I love it so much. Right. Was he did one of Marth on the Fly. Yeah. And he mentioned something in there that stuck out to me. Yeah. Where he's like... This place was three other things in the last two years, and so and I was and I think I mentioned it to him too. I was like, that tells me a story. That tells me this place is doing well where other places couldn't do well there, which means it's really good. Yeah. So before you even start talking about what you ate, you told me that this place is doing better than the previous two places. Right. But that's how he writes. Yeah. He's telling a story. Have about you been it. to Martha on the Fly? Oh, it's great. I haven't been. Oh, so I I know one of the, the owners. What's wrong I, with you? I know, I know, I know. It's it's anymore. It's like getting getting myself out of the house. Um, but LT, who's one of the uh, owners, who's a friend of mine. I mean, just watch and, and another social media. I mean, they do such they're a great. good job, such a good job. I mean, you just they and they they have like, I mean, they have a ton of hours. I mean, twelve or fifteen, maybe more. That like, is a, that is a be, place, but that but that's a place where. Like the Cleveland like influencers grab it, they blast it. They're they're a place because when you eat it, you're like, I am gonna tell someone about the same thing. I ate that sandwich. The next person I Seriously? talked to, they're like, "Where'd you?" I was like, "I was at Mars on the Flat." It's it was amazing. Great. <laughs> I gotta go. It's it's really good. You I know, know. And that's they're great and they're really really cool, really really nice little small spot. Yeah. It's and they took over for cooking a cupcake. I think was there. Yeah, I think that was. Or it. and there well, might I'm have been also, some. I've I the first time I had them was. When they were doing a pop up at uh, Good Company, yeah, and yeah, they were doing that for was that during COVID or like right after right before, or something or, like that around that time. yeah around that time and uh, but that was the first time I had it, it was amazing yeah and then you go to Good Co at all it's great do you go to Good Co oh, yeah yeah, yeah. That, they have wings there that are like ribs like the, the, well they're it's they, well because it's from they fall um, off the bone because it's um, the chef there was from so- Sawyer's place. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of his old restaurant on Fourth. I can't think of it, but I know what you're talking about. But that so, place so is great. that's those, those 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 wings. Yeah. Do we do another beer? or Are we done? Where fuck I have to be? I mean, we're in my house. Do we do this? You have the to Russian? drive home. I have to walk up a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> do we do the Russian? Should does Sean get mad if we don't do the Russian? 
I don't know. I don't think he'll get that mad. He never even mentioned you as a potential ghost. What a dick. I know. I'm not mad at him at all. Nor should you be. <laughs> How about this? Let me, uh, I'll crack this thing open and uh, take a quick pause. Cool. Sorry. Yeah, we were talking about. Pull that through. Uh, we were talking about like the turn it, turn a little bit. So there, yeah, there you go. There we go. We were talking. Yeah. So like I did have two that I couldn't release. One was the one I told you about. Right. And then the second one was a, it was like a dating podcast. Yeah. And uh, this uh, girl came over and, and, and I had this thing in my head. And I still think it's true that if a girl gives me her dating profile, I can get her more dates because I think I can. I should build her profile. I think a girl should build a guy's profile. Okay. we're all giving each other, like, bullshit advice. Sure. And she had something on her profile, like, I like, you know, family events and apple picking. And I was like, do you go apple picking? She was like, I've never been apple picking. <laughs> like, why is that on there? She's like, I thought a guy would like that. Like, what fucking guy would and like if, and, that? And then when you, That's what if so he likes dumb. that? And then you're like, ready to go apple picking? Yeah, like, I don't like that. Apple, where would you find an <laughs> apple to pick, you dum-dum? So... And I was like, I promise you, like during the episode when this happened, I was like, I can get dicks sent to you because it's just so easy. Right. I know what to say. Right. I had like five dicks sent to me like during the episode. Like we're recording it and guys, I'm just like, what's up? Show me what you got. He's like, boom. <laughs> oh, really? It was just easy because I know I'm a guy. I know what to say, you know? And I actually even talked a guy into meeting us at the Winchester after the episode. And we went to the Winchester. Did, did, did you record on your phone or anything like that? Or you just like let no, it happen? No, as soon as we got there, it was very clear that his picture was a lie. But I oh. recognized And I was like, So what did it look like? And what, so what was it? And what wasn't it? He looked like a normal average guy. He oh. was probably, but he was like 5'5 five, five and like 250 pounds. <laughs> and I was like, I saw him in the bathroom. I know it's him. Uh, but the rest of him is not. <laughs> so it was like, just like a, it was like a face shot? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, but, like, and then we also called an ex-boyfriend and recorded it. And he was on the phone with us for, like, 15 minutes, and we're just dogging this dude. I'm like, how can he, he's not have hung up? And then at the end of it, like, I texted my buddy the next day, like, we can't release that. Yeah. We just catfished and bullied people for two and a half hours. Yeah, right. We can't release that. Yeah. We look terrible. Yeah. I still yeah. have it. Of course. It's fucking bonkers. Weird. Yeah, but, I mean, you go back and listen to it. Well, yeah, because <laughs> that's what's great about it. Like one day when I give up, I'll release it. Yeah, <laughs> when you're like, done, I don't give a shit. that'll be the Cancel last me. one. Fine, yeah, you, you can't, can't find me, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Cancel me. Go ahead. I dare you. But yeah, that was it. So, but for the most part, they're pretty not tame. Some of these are funny and weird and shit. In fact, you should come on with. Uh, uh, we do this. I've been doing this like segment where we just watch movies and like bullshit. I saw you just did one. Resident Evil. Yeah, and then we did Top Gun before that. <sighs> So would have loved the Top Gun one. It was great. So I did Top Gun with Mike Went uh, from the Cleveland Film Festival. Yeah, and uh, my friend Laura Wimbells, who does uh, the oh yeah, Island. yeah, she's awesome. I'm actually doing a live show with her next week. Oh nice. Yeah, um, at the Grog Shop. Okay. So, but she had never seen Top Gun. How do you not see? That's that? That's what I fucking said. That's how, so. There's me a, and Mike there's, are, a, there's a there's yeah. a handful of movies like that too. But yeah, go ahead. That's like I mean, not seeing Top Gun. That's like no one's ever touched my penis. <laughs> Like, what do you, did you just go outside today? Like, you're just going to stumble upon Top Gun. That, Weird Science, Back to School with Ronnie Dangerfield. Um, Great movie. I just watched it. Every one of these I've seen 15 times. Of course. Well, and that's what we did when we grew up. I, I had HBO. My parents yeah, had HBO. No and Instagram. it was on a thousand times a day. And so that's what I watched. I mean, Weird Science, I know by heart. Back to School, I hadn't seen it in I don't know how long. And I knew every every word. It was amazing. Yeah, it's, it's great. But so Laura... Watched, had it in her laptop and put an earpiece in so she could hear it and let, and we just had it basically muted. Right. Because Mike and I had the thing fucking memorized. Of course. 
joked around about it, and then we did Resident Evil. So I was talking to this musician friend of mine, uh, uh, Scuff Mixon, that just came on recently. Yeah. And he's the same thing. He and I sat down. We talked about his music for sure, and then just he just bullshit. It's like we were we've known each other for like twenty years, right? I talked to him the other day. I was like, "You should come on and do that," because I think we can all just joke around. Have yeah. Fun. So you, sh- you and him would be a good mix. That's yeah, man. I listen. This is this is a lot of fun. I yeah. mean, like, and that's what I'm saying. I'm 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 glad I'm able to talk about what I do for a living, and then bullshit about Cleveland because it's so great. I mean, and then like I said, we've known each other and not known each other since John Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> You and I have known each other for 30 years, and I've never laid eyes on you. I've never met you in my life, <laughs> but you know all it's my friends. <laughs> like, it's so weird, me and uh, what's his name? I'm like, oh, that was my father. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you date one of my girlfriends? Like, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, me and uh, my old roommate, Jim Burden. I'm like, that's my father. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Jim Flock, that you know Jim Flock is so fucking cool. Jim so, Flock, what I remember from him was... Uh, crazy. Well, it's crazy, but like in a coolish, just kind of chill way, like... Everything, even I feel like he's even the same way now, like with what he does work wise. He was just like, Hey, man, everything's cool. It's going to work out. We're going to get it together. We're going to have some fun. And now he's just taking that same vibe to like fucking Bangladesh. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> pretty a fucking cool guy. Pre, pretty much. I mean, he, he's, he's the guy like us. What can he, but he burns it at the candle at both ends. Like, so I met him out there to go snowboarding. Um, and he had already been a two week trip back country with two other friends and um so flock has this i don't even know how to explain it so back in 2000 he so he's from chicago too so yeah. he was in he was in he was in wrigley i love the story um and i just told the story so um in chicago for some reason getting fucked up two in the morning he walks back walks past wrigley field gates are open walks in Runs the bases. That's the right move. Runs the bases at Wrigley Field at 2 in the morning. Goes in the locker room. Touches all the uniforms. Greatest night of his life. Tries to leave. Gates are locked. So now Flock is pretty inebriated, trying to get out of Wrigley Field, trying to scale down Wrigley Field at the lowest point of the building. (laughs) Jumps and... His bone protruding out of his leg, and oh. is sitting there waiting for someone to come help him. Someone walks by, and he asks for a cigarette. Long story short, supposed to get his leg <laughs> taken off, and they put a uh, they, they they ended up putting a rod in it. So he's got the and so he had to get a skin graft. So he's got this thing on the side of his leg. I call it the slug. It's disgusting. And so he had been on this backcountry tr- trip and. It's 2001, so how many years is that? It's... 22. 20, yeah. And it's still kind of fucked up, and especially with skiing. So I caught him on a back also, end of a trip. Also, you know, medical attention 22 years late, uh, twenty two years Yeah, ago. and I mean, I think they took the skin off his ass, so I mean, I should have just called it, you know, his, his yeah. ass slug. But uh, he, he backcountry, and then we skied for five days, and then, you know... Going going out every night. Yeah, he he works hard and he plays hard and he's a year younger than us. And it's like – and he lives in Tanzania and it's yeah. just crushing it. He's supposed to move back to the States. I'm I'm pretty much forcing him to move back to the States. I'm like, it's you, you're done. You've done it. Well, you've done a good he job. he moves back to the States, call me. We'll oh, dude. Go oh, we'll all go out. Oh, I'm going to – oh. For like an hour and a half. Oh, I can't stay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start at four. So at least we can at least okay, make so it. Okay, so make it to like 6.30. 
How was that? That was so rude. That is very it's rude. It's never happened here. Good. Yes, I'm the first. Number no, one. That's happened a lot. Oh, now. damn it. It's usually <laughs> my phone, though. That's a good... Uh, yeah, that's a good... He ever comes back, definitely let me know. Yeah. When... um. What about like stuff for you? Like, how can people find your stuff if they want to reach out to you or do? I, I again, I did a little research on you, but I didn't do much. There's really not that much out there except my website. Oh yeah, I went to that. It was terrible. I know because I put it because I put it together. You know, so I used Instagram the Wix.com so uh, website. Page. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Thank but God. But somebody I, wants to reach out to you, like, because I again, I think that some people would want to like, like I was super interested. The, the more I kind of like looked in, I was like, right. I do want to know more about it. Sure. But if they don't know what they want, like, how do they reach out to you to try to get some guidance? Well, it's 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 my website is streetsofmanhattan.net. Uh, uh, but like I tell all my customers, if you have an idea. I can probably put it in glass. I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty much what I. Um, that's my selling point. Yeah. I mean, and and that's that's with with a with a lot of um, Ronald McDonald House. Well, we don't want a circle. Can you do a heart? Yeah, sure. That's no problem. Hey, I want a hundred dollar bill. Can you scrunch it up and make it really big? Absolutely. Yeah. Will will it happen? Ninety nine percent sure. Um, that's what I love about what I do now and doing it by myself without without having a business partner. I can bring somebody in and and kind of make it an experience because. When you work with donors, especially with donor recognition, um, people can say that they were a part of making this piece. You know, we had an artist make this, but I, I, I had some things that I kind of wanted to be in it, and it makes like, it makes people happy. That's pretty much w- what I get out of it. Is you know what? Hey, I like it, man. Like you're you again. You're 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 an original for me. You know, like I've had a lot of comics on, and, and it's not like it's a. I've had a lot of comics on. I've had a lot of musicians on. I do that purposely because I, I like them. I like hearing right. their stories. Even though it's similar, they're still very, very different. Every right. one of them because they have a different kind of path that got them to kind of where they are. Sure. And I've had a lot of artists on. I've had, you know, Lisa Quine was on. Obviously, Eileen yeah. was on. They're, they're awesome people. I love hearing that because even though you can say they're in the same quote-unquote industry, but they're all very, very different. Yep. Everyone got there differently. Everyone had their start differently. Everyone looks at things differently. Everyone looks at... They, they, they look at their outlook on what they're going to do or how they're going to do it. I mean, the thing that I ask a lot of people, and I always preface it with, I feel like if I ask you this question today, tomorrow, and Saturday, I'm going to get three different answers. Yeah. Is, where do you see this in five years? Yeah. Because, you know, you, you... Where do I see myself in five years? Well, where do you see the business? Like, or, I don't even want to say the business. Where do you say what? Where do you see what you're doing in five years? And I feel like you're a guy that... He's thinking five years down the road and also thinking in five minutes. Yeah, it, it it's it's hard. To, you know, it's like uh, what's your Which five is, year what's your five year plan? And you know, I mean, for for me, don't fucking die. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Keep drinking beer and having a good time. Yeah, yeah I'm, that's pretty much me. I'm and very that's a very valid answer. I think for anybody, like I ask it just because I like hearing what people think about that because a lot of people they're not taken aback by the question, right? But they're like. Do I think about this too much or not enough? You know what I mean. I'm I'm happy that I'm still doing what I'm doing. I, I this was never this was never the you plan. Said, what, 2014 when you kind of kicked it off. 2016. What glass? Yeah. 2000. Well, I mean, like the the where, where oh you're at me now. myself yeah, yeah. 20, 20, uh, 2016. That's so, a lifetime in this kind of business for man. for is. sure. Um, and like I said, with no marketing and and like putting putting my own website together, which you know, it's. It's simple is better. Less is more. With with what I do, less is more because 
you start putting lot, content. I think, I think it a lot. I think a lot. We overthink a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think, and I think, I think with con- with content on my website, people just want to see what I do. They don't want to. They don't need a description. When you get on the phone with me and you have questions and, and emails, more than happy to answer your questions. But like, just just look with what I do and see if it's something that you like and 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 can use. I mean, I, I try to tell people that. Um, my glass is affordable. My awards are affordable. Why give somebody a piece of clear glass with their name on it when you can give them a piece of art that they can put in their office? And a lot of people, that that's a seller for them. I mean, like I said, we joked about the paperweights, or at least I did. Um, to, 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 it, it's it's kind of like I look at it every day. It, it's hard for me to get excited. I get excited about the reaction when somebody – when I drop a piece off, I did, I did awards for Parker Hannafin, which is a new customer of mine. And they did this huge uh, conference last summer and she had found me like everybody else through somebody else, through somebody else, they got an award for me and they found me. And she went to my website and I, it was like, it's like a consultation almost, which is so cool. Like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for something abstract? Are you looking for something structured? What did you see on my website? Well, I really like this one you did for Stewart's Caring Place that I really liked. It had a butterfly on it. It's purples and whites. Okay, is that something? Because what I'll do is instead of doing a graphic rendering, because I don't do that, Yeah. people want to hold something. People want to see it in front of them. So I'll do a full sample. It To me, it's five minutes. It's something I have in my shop. I can put it in the kiln, get it done, and they can see it, and they get super excited. That's what gets me excited. I mean, I, I, I want people, I want it to be easy for people to give me a call and get what they want and be done with it and not make it a chore. Because mostly, to be honest with you, a lot of my customers, they wait till the last minute. So it's well, like, they don't know. They don't know the time to go. Yeah. Or, hey, uh, Bill Smith is retiring next week. Like I, when, I was, when I was still in the church and I, a lot of my regular customers would be like, Skip, here's the deal. I kind of flubbed on this. I got this guy retiring next week. What do you got laying around? And it's like, really? But in 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 their eyes, they've never seen what I have sitting around in my in my shop. That's brand new, and it's a piece of art. It's something that I might have not sold, and I made, and it's sitting there. I go, oh, I don't know. Let me look. Let me see what I can find for you. I make people less stressed when they are looking for something. Like yeah. I am always like, listen, awards and gifts are not part of what they do for their job, but it is. And it might be the last thing, but I make it very easy for people. Yeah. I make it I make it so it's like, don't worry about it. Like I, I work with um, Lake Health out in Chardon. I did a 47 piece, 40 foot wall for them. It's my first big job. And one of the donor relations women, Linda, um, she still works with me and she'll always call me. Skip, this is what I need. When do you think I can have it by? I go, when do you need it by? I need it in two weeks. I go, well, I'll have it for you in three days. Skip, I love you. Thank you. I kind of flubbed on this. I kind of waited a little longer. They know they can call me and it's not a problem. Yeah. That's what I love about what I do. It is, I mean, yeah, I love making art. I love making glass. It's it's what I'm good at. I've been doing it for fucking 25 years. I mean, it's all yeah. I know. Etching glass, you know. I mean, I do side gigs. I'm working with a buddy of mine um, who does all my installs, actually. Um, he owns a stained glass company, Arclight Glass. Um, and... He is doing this huge mosaic piece for these for this the same couple that I'm doing the light sconces for, and it's huge roses. And I'm cutting small pink pieces that are like you know an inch big, and there's six thousand pieces. You know I'm 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 doing everything. I'm here I'm here cutting glass. I'm I'm making glass. I'm making awards. I'm making glass hearts. Yeah. 
I'm making donor walls. Like, if anyone needs anything, go to my website. Obviously, I'll post this on my my not not my business Instagram because there's only four posts, but we'll put it on my <laughs> my Instagram, and I'll throw it on Facebook, even though I'm not really on Facebook. So, yeah, um, but. Um, Everything I post on Facebook is because it's connected to my Instagram. So. Yeah, pretty much. It goes to my Instagram and it goes right to Facebook. But um, yeah, I mean, I've been here for so long, and like my the like I said before, the lady that came in from Y YWCA, she's like, "Oh my God, you're like under the radar. Like no one knows about you." And I was like, "Yeah, but now you know who I am, and now you can." And she works for like three other companies, and she does yeah. other things, and so she can use me for something else. And it's like this this small snowball that just gets bigger, and you know, people always order from me, so it's great. What's well, good, man? Yeah, no, that listen, is, man. I'm great. I'm very I'm very very lucky. I got I, listen. You wake up every day. I got good friends. I got good family. I have a roof over my head. I got hey, a yellow. I got yeah. a yellow dog. I got a car. Yeah. You invited so. me on this thing. Yeah. Or maybe I invited myself. Eh. You know what? No one really knows. You invited yourself. Though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, you're right. I think that's a good outlook on it. Yeah. You know, it's Listen, a, I try to say as positive. You know, with 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 what you know, with my brother and and going through through, through some rough stuff back in the day, I always looked at it as, uh, you know, I can always use this as a crutch. You know, I, I lost, I, I lost my brother. I watched him overdose. I, I can do whatever. You know, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That's that's not a good way to look at it. I, I look at it as I'm very fortunate to have good friends, good family, good job. You know. Hey, you know what? I think it. I mean, in the last three years, I think that's kind of what any of us can really ask for. Yeah, so, I mean, got got through the know, pandemic. It's a, it's a good thing for everybody. It's an awesome thing that you're doing. I, I like that you have are. I like your outlook on it. You know, you're thanks. I think you're underplaying some of the. the I'm I'm very modest with with it. I think you're underplaying it. I think, and that's again, it's it's honestly that's a much better trait than the overplay and talk about how fucking sweet you are. (laughs) But I mean, it's I think you're downplaying some of what you do. But again, if you're a business, any type of business, yeah, that has one been able to go for let's see. Six, seven years now. Yeah. Through Um, the pandemic as well. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for what you're Thanks. doing and the way you're I appreciate it. The way you're treating customers, the, yeah. the the product you're putting on. I think that's a good thing. You know, and it's it's I think when you're quote unquote a small business or an independent contractor, whatever you're gonna sure. call yourself. Well, I guess technically you, you're both. Yeah. Um you're kind of not necessarily waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. But you're like, again, this can kind of go away or what if this happens or what if that happens? You're just kind of living in the moment. At the same time, you're living in the moment and thinking down the road. And I think sure. that's kind of the best way that you do anything, especially something with what you do as well. I will say, like you asking about five years, maybe not five years, but what I need to work on maybe. You know, we're... Your personality for sure. Well, listen, I can not... <laughs> you're you're really like coursing this like whole podcast. I'm not really saying anything. you got to get me to shut up. Um, but like marketing or, you know emailing blasts or, you know, all that, all those things that I never think about, you know, when I, because it doesn't stop when I leave the shop, I need to come home, I need to do other things. And I don't do that. And, you know, so maybe not a five-year plan, but what I need to work on. Yeah. Marketing. I mean, it would be nice to get an email and be like, oh, you know, I saw what you posted, you know, I saw this email you sent out, or I was at your website, or I have questions about things that you have put out, you know, those things I don't work on. It's the, it's the quote unquote corporate side or, you know, paperwork side that I've just not to not give a shit about, but I've so like to, 
it's so crazy to be doing this for so long and getting like word of mouth has always worked for me. And it's, it's insane. It's the, uh, the hardest, that is the hardest advertisement to get, but the most valuable advertisement yeah, to get. Yeah, it's crazy. And I heard like I, um, uh, yesterday, um, I, someone got your award or somebody got your paperweight and they told me about you and this is what I need. Can you help me out? Of course. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I love it. Well, I mean, you, you talked about it when you came, when you, before you started recording, like, you know, you knew three or four people that have been on here, whatever it might be. It's the same thing with right. me. Like my, my advertising for this is I know someone that's been on here and they right. really liked it or so-and-so suggested. It's the same thing. Again, sure. it's the hardest advertisement to get, right? but it's the most valuable by a wide margin. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. So. I'm glad that that's happening for you. I'm glad that you were able to come in and talk about Appreciate this it. stuff and literally anything else. Yeah, everything. Um, it's so good to see you after all these years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At John Carroll. Yeah. Euclid Heights well, Boulevard. Uh, let's definitely, uh, let's set something else you just come in and get just do. Even though we Dude, basically I'd love to come just back. bullshitted on this one. Yeah. Let's set up another one. We come in and somehow bullshit more i could do that i'm awesome. really good at it cool well, Thanks, i will man. set that up uh the, the the movie one we'll do another Let's do it. we'll do another movie watch we should do uh, uh, i think it i think it works for you we back always to school fuck we should do back to school dude it's the problem, so, so good the only problem with back to school is that it's it's funnier to do one with so the reason that top gun was so funny right is because it doesn't translate into 2022 when i did it right because i mean when i watched top gun with my wife for the first time like not that Did long. Did she ago. not see it either? She hadn't seen it. Oh boy. And the amount of time she paused it and looked at me is like, why is this happening? I'm like, it was nineteen eighty six. You know what I'm saying? In the eighties, this made you were supposed to go follow a girl into the bathroom and try to hit on her again. I don't know, man. Back to school, <laughs> dude. Some of the jokes you I, you could not, or we only do... because it's a comedy that it kind of translates. Oh, right. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 for sure. But like other like you watch like a horror movie from or like 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 why even like watch like a like a, a more obscure comedy like a like ski school or something oh, like dude, that. Oh, dude, you are like, on fire. That is a great movie. But the but the whole premise of just like or like a or, or Porky's or Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> I was gonna say. Revenge I mean, of, I mean, we do. It, dude, it, I'll it do Revenge of the Nerds. It glorifies spying on women. Shower, oh my you know god, what I'm dude, like, yes. It's a, it, it's a thing that. Some of them are funnier because you're just like, Jesus, this couldn't be done. Now. But no, but it, like if you, so, so I, since it I just watched it, it, yeah, no, but if you go back and, well, Rodney Dangerfield's jokes in oh, Back Christ. to School, you couldn't do that now. It was brutal. You couldn't do that now. And that's where I'm like, maybe you could only because of the com the guys of comedy. I don't know. I don't think so. But some of the other ones, like Top Gun, oh, you're my just God. like, fuck, dude, this was okay. <laughs> like, yeah, we didn't even think about it. You mean when they were uh, playing volleyball in jeans? That's not okay. That's literally the only way I've ever played volleyball. <laughs> is in a, a nice pair of dungarees. Can I take a shower? Yeah. <laughs> Let's make sure everybody, please uh, check out Skip stuff. You know, I, I, obviously I'll tag them when, when we post this out. But uh, I again, Cleveland stuff. You're you're a Cleveland guy, obviously. You know, yeah, I've just, been here just, longer than I was in Chicago. Well, I mean, again. You, you talk like a Cleveland guy. Appreciate if it. If you've been here yeah. for 20 years or 20 yeah. minutes, you're obviously a supporter of the city. For you sure. You support a lot of the businesses, a lot of the bars, a lot of the people. Yep. And I think that, that that's that's what makes a Cleveland person. Yep. You know, being born down at Fairview doesn't fucking mean shit. You know, and I think that's no. the most important thing. And that's what I like. I like the people that really kind of jack the... 
Jack oh, the thanks, City man. No, I and that I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I wouldn't either, man. Yeah, I, I love really, it here. Really would, I really, so. I really love it. my friends, my family are here. No reason to leave. Like Good. I said, I wake up every morning. I'm very happy to have the life I do. I could, okay. you know, it could be worse. Hey, I'm good. I'm glad you came on. Thanks, this man. Was, I appreciate it. Exactly the kind of episode I like doing, man. So, cool. Good. Uh, I'm glad. I do want to make a quick shout out to Sean and to the team at Noble Beast because they definitely unofficially sponsored this episode as we're on our third beer, the uh, this uh, Russian. This Russian stout. Wait, hold on. Got a nice taste to it. Yeah. Man. The Russian Imperial Barrel Aged Stout. Thank you, Sean, even though you didn't mention me on yours. That's okay. And you know what, Sean? I understand. <laughs> You're a, you're a pillar of the community. You well, if we're going to shout you, out... You should kids be throwing names out willy-nilly. <laughs> well, then we should shout out Tony. Oh, definitely shout out Tony. Yeah. He's, again, he's been on here twice. I mean, but he's he's a guy that, you know, I never thought I'd make friends after 40. Tony's become a friend. Yeah. You know, Tony's become a, a really, really good guy. Uh, I'm so happy for this. He just crossed six years recently. Yeah. Uh, the, success he's, the, the success he's had is amazing. It's only going to continue, and he keeps helping. And he's another guy that really pushes people in the city. So yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, he, make, so. he makes me laugh. I love him. I, I keep We keep trying to get together for uh, for dinner, but it schedules. You're an adult. It's so fucking hard. Yeah, it, and it really, like, that's really the thing. is, like, do I want to go out or do I want to sit at home? I mean, I love Tony. I love all my friends. I'd rather sit at home. I I have an, a college roommate that is one mile away from me. I haven't seen him in two years until last Thursday. Who, Jimmy Hirano? No, I, I I'm avoiding him. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't be? <laughs> but it's just it's just what it is. Like my friend will be like, "Hey, what is, what's next Saturday look like?" And I'm like, "It's it's really bad." Also, it's next really Sunday, bad. Friday, <laughs> Monday is really bad. What, what what are you doing like two o'clock next when three Wednesdays from now? Like that's what. It well, is. it's what well, what I usually do or what we usually do. Like we'll, we'll like trend golf's with me, and what we'll, we'll we'll do like Masters is coming up in two weeks, so we're. We're gonna watch the Masters. Probably go to a simulator. Like we'll do a Friday thing, hang out early, get drunk, go go hit golf balls into a screen, and watch the Masters. Yeah. And like that'll be it. Like that's fun. Like I enjoy that stuff now. I don't. I don't enjoy like going out late night and like trying to stay up late. And no, start early, get no. done. Street lights come on. Joe turns off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That, exactly. A, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm I don't done. That shit. <laughs> Well, glad, brother. Thank you again for Cheers, coming man. on, man. I really do appreciate it. No, I man. no, I'm glad I was and, on. I'm uh, glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you insisted you come yeah, on. Yeah, it was pretty much. I forced you. Nah, it's okay. I it's see, all good. I, I I have said no to plenty of people. <laughs> really? So, oh, fuck yes. Really? Oh, I'll tell you about it. In a oh, second. good. <laughs> all right. But that's it. Everyone, please uh make sure you check out Skip Stuff. Uh thanks for following the Guiltless Podcast. And uh thank you, brother. Cheers, man. That's it. <laughs>